Hello, welcome to uh, Edge of Empire, episode three. Um, I'm Michael, uh, you're one of your um, erstwhile hosts, and we also have on the <laughs> other li- end of the line, Graham. Hi, hello there, the other erstwhile host. Good word, good word of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure where that came from. <laughs> came to mind <laughs> so I don't know if probably some things up quite reasonable <laughs> I don't know if I'm first one. probably not who knows it's a, it's a good it's a good it sounds cool yeah yeah so uh yeah so we've got a little bit of a show to you tonight we've got uh, uh so what we've got on the board we've got the, obviously looking at the new releases um what our project yes. like um yeah state of the union you know what's been going on news wise um yes a uh, bit of a book review for shattered legions oh and we've got an interview with one of the guys behind the uh, heresy battle scribe files so oh yeah that's right yeah, that'd be good yeah i recorded that a couple Looking of forward to that okay so yes that's true so let's uh, cool, crack cool. and we got some stuff around uh, some some of the events we've been to yes about bunker one yeah and a couple um, of games, couple of games as well that we had yeah with Graham. Yeah. all right cool uh, yes, I'm one of our actual listeners, the, the, one of the two listeners that we have. Uh, actually, you actually met him in purpose. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, but before we go any further, I forgot to mention last time, I got a hamster and decided to call him Lorgar. <laughs> just, you know, just, just, just for the sake of it. Okay, because, as you know, I'm not an expert <laughs> on fluff. He's the primary... And I know who Lorgar is. Ah, good. So what's what is the transfixed version of Lorgar? That is what where he's been demonically possessed or something. Or uh, that's when he sort of um, he charged into the field at Istvan um, Five uh, and confronted yep. Korax and got supercharged by Chaos, who gave him some psychic powers. Right. So it costs seventy five seventy five points extra, but you get to, okay. you get psychic powers and um, you can summon as a result of that. Right. Got you. All right, there we go. Another a mystery solved. Should have really read up on that, shouldn't I? But anyway, so Lorgar, the transfixed or untransfixed hamster? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> well, dead. if he charges onto so, Istvan, any of the Istvan battlefields, you know, yeah. he's more likely to be the transfixed version than not. He does pee in his bed, though, which is a little bit annoying. Yeah, but that's a hamster for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, none of my other hamsters ever peed in their beds. Well, then he's definitely transfixed. You know, this is a whole this is a whole analogy for the heresy, really, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> okay, so uh, right, so shall we have a look at the new releases? Yes, go on then. Okay, I haven't looked so, at any of these. Where have I put them up? Okay, so it's a very thousand sun heavy uh, period of time. Uh, last yes, it is. Um, the first one that went up was the Thousand Suns: A Siren Pattern Contempt to Dreadnought. Yes. Now that uh, that looks lovely, actually, I've got to say, um, it almost makes me regret my choice not to do Thousand Suns, and then I remember psychic powers. Um, uh, yeah, well, it, that, that, the nice model look. is beautifully it's beautifully painted, like the Forge World one. I love that colour. Yeah, I mean, it looks the business, doesn't it? I really like the gold on it with the um, yeah with the, the verdigris and the. Uh, that is nice, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Damn, I wonder how they did that. It's it's probably nylon oxide. Or gotcha. some sort of, um, I don't know, sweater yeah. virgins or something. <laughs> sweater virgins. What's Null oil coat plus sweater virgins. Wow. I can see that working very well in the next uh, Games Workshop, How to Paint. 
find virgins and make them sweat actually that's there's no don't do that people if there's any court cases i don't want to be held responsible no, no, so no, uh, no, no. <laughs> don't do that but anyway to get it it costs you 50 points but you get access right. to telekinesis telepathy pyromancy and divination as a master level one psyker right uh you also get wow. adamantium will a force weapon uh-huh. and the aspect shells they're the ones which um oh, yeah. which have the rending but they're only strength yeah Nice. That is a cracking-looking contemptor, like I've got to say. Yeah, it's a um, really, really nice contemptor. Yeah, they've they outdone themselves with that. Yeah, so Thousand Sons get two contemptors. Ultramarines get no oh, contemptors. Here we go. Yeah, they they do all the just the normal, you know, Spartan version of a contemptor. That's that's what you get, mate, because you're the Ultramarines. You know, yeah, nothing special, no thrills, just nice, nice and blue. Yeah. Yeah, so what else was there? There was the... Uh, okay, so what other releases? We had the Sekmet Terminator Sekmet. Cabal. Sekmet. Yeah. Sekmet. Now, these are the guys who people kind of are moaning about in terms of their their extreme power on the battlefield, well, I think, aren't they? They're too... There's the ones that got, like... You can give them Biomancy and Christ knows what else. Uh, they're two wound Terminators. Um, yes. In Cataphractry armour. Um... It's a conversion kit, so it actually comes with the plastic, uh, uh, oh, plastic right. stuff, and then you've got the you you get the um, the the torsos, um, yep. and arms and the force weapons, and then the rest right. of it is from the plastic set. Uh, force weapons being sort of um, uh, force. Um, what are they called? Uh, what are those type of swords called? Oh, oh those are. Oh, I know what they're called, but I can't remember. Oh man, come on, Co- oh, they're they're Copex, Copex blades. Yeah, that's. Whoa, it. get in there. Go um, on. So they're quite ten nice. points. Although I think they count as as force axes. Nice. Um, and they get so they're two wound terminators. They've got yep. apex shells and force weapons. So that's the uh, yep. rending strength three shell again. They're yeah. Also stubborn, and they're a mastery level two psychic brotherhood. Now they don't get biomancy. Okay. But they do get telekinesis or pyromancy. But they can't take heavy right. weapons, though. Okay. So, but each, right, of them, okay. each of them costs 35 points. That's only what? five points more than a normal Terminator. Bloody hell. And if you read so they get... the rules for them, they actually pick their powers rather than rolling for them. So what was their choices again? Telekinesis? And, oh, they can pick their powers. Yep. They not pick their school. They can actually pick the powers. They pick from pyromancy or telekinesis, and they pick the powers. They don't roll for them. They pick the powers. So nobody's going to use py- pyromancy, because nobody does. So that's telekinesis. That's, that's got some pretty good spells in there, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? Or am I... Well, I've seen... I can't remember. I've seen is, is um, it... Scottish Graham. You know Scottish Graham. Yes, yes, yes. Talking about giving them um, levitation... So having two right. wound flying terminators with force weapons. Bloody hell! Yeah, they are. Yeah, that'll work. They are interesting. Um, nice. At the because they were shown off at the um, the weekender um, uh-huh. earlier in the year, uh, someone actually did ask Alan Bly because they can take both Tartarus as well. They don't just have to take Cataprachi. Oh right. Um, Alan Bly was asked, "Why haven't you made a Cataprachi? Uh, sorry, a Tartarus kit as well." And he said, yep. just use the plastic one. Right. So, oh, kind of works. 
so what just use the plastic one and what take the heads of these guys i suppose because the heads are really cool actually oh the heads are really cool no just take the uh the normal cheapest chips plastic ones yeah the the the, the, um the plastic tartaros ones the ones you get for 20 quid off ebay those ones uh no no the um the 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 actual thousand suns oh yes um tartaros terminate the scarab occult terminators that's what they are right 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 right, right, right. 35 quid it's not bad, is it? I want to see what you mean. The, the plastic Thousand Suns kits in yeah. 40k yeah. use those, right? Wow, because hundreds, hundreds of the buggers they, they would work quite well. Um, plus they're 15 quid cheaper, yeah. <clears throat> the only yeah. thing, and you, obviously, the only thing you don't get with them is uh, um, the four plus in Von Save. True, but you get the sweep in advance, don't you? And like you say, you can go into any games workshop shop. And buy them. Yes, exactly. Which is without spending extra ten. Was it ten percent now? Forge World on the twelve on the on the twelve percent of bloody tax. It feels. It, yeah. Don't even. We'll talk about that later. Anyway. Uh, so so those was, are those two. There was the. Um, now I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Go on. And I'm sure uh, if we've got anyone who speaks uh, Arabic, uh, All right, we'll we'll. Uh, Go on. What, what's your stab at this? Ken Kenetai. Kenetai? I would have gone with that as well. Kenetai? Thousand Sons uh Kenetai Occult Blade Cabal. Oh yeah, what's this? What's this? What's this? Uh okay, so they these are um a sort of um squad of uh twin force weapon equipped power armor dudes. So they oh, right. get two oh, two attacks. They get two Kopesh blades with yes. two weapons. Yes. Um they and they've got weapon skill five as well. Uh, they're also a mastery level one brotherhood right. striker, and they've got access to all disciplines. Of course. Um, Shit. But depending on the unit size, they get a bonus. Right. So if the unit is sized one to three models, they get plus one attacks. Right. Four to eight models, they get plus one to weapon skill. And nine to ten models, they get another attack on top of that. Bloody hell. Um, and Shit. I was working out the other night, and them, yeah, I would go for biomancy because if you get warp speed or iron arm, ten right. of them are going to rip a lot of stuff apart. Oh god, yeah, iron arm, Jesus, or warp speed. Oh god, yeah, that's not clever. No, but it's, it's clever. But it's, it's uh, very clever. It's 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 a bit scary. Yeah, because I'm just trying to think what what, what uh, I'm going to have to look it up now. The uh, the um, the the their base. Their ba- I don't have the book on me. Uh, I know where the book is. I'm just going to look up the what their base attacks is actually. Okay, it's, it's going to be something horrible. Um, but yeah, uh, I've not seen many people use them though. Which surprised? No, I must admit, I don't either. I've not seen much use of them. Um, I don't know why, because they look phenomenal. But I'm going to have a look in the black book now and see why that might be. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking for Inferno. Uh, right, which page are they on? Uh, Kenatai Occult Blade Cabal. Right. Here we go. Oh, no, that's not it. Ah, here we go. Right, so the base cost is 185 points, and you get uh, five. 
they can take a rhino. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, All right, cool. I can't see any reason why you wouldn't take them. Right. I, I really no. can't. Yeah, they would be pretty useful, wouldn't they? I mean, the only, the only issue I can see is not necessarily rolling warp speed or iron arm. Right. Yeah, I guess there is that. And they, they, they can't choose, like the other ones can actually choose their psychic power, can they? And they've got a bolt pistol as well. Base attacks, they've got... Ooh, just one attack. Ah, so that might be the downside there. Ah, oh, but they'll get an extra attack for having due close combat. Two weapons, yeah. Yeah, so they've got... So that's three attacks on the charge. And if they've got a unit of ten, that's five attacks. Then if they get warp right. speed, that's eight attacks. Got ya. Um, so yeah, they are... They are nasty. They do sound reasonably unpleasant, I've got to be honest with you. But then I'm generally like that with most things, so... Oh, and you can pop them in a Land Raider as well. Oh, can you? Oh, well, I'm just going to do anything, but what they actually take as a dedicated transport, can they? Phobos. That's the oh, right, standard yeah. one, isn't it? And the Proteus as well, but that's the one without the assault ramp. Yes. So I, on, yeah. if I were there, if I, I'd put them in a Land Raider Phobos. With the assault ramp. Nice. Because <laughs> they're actually not, they're not too bad, are they? They're quite cheap, aren't they, the Phobos? Relatively speaking, to uh, like a Spartan or something. Yeah, Phobos um, isn't too, yeah. too pricey. Uh, 200 and something points, aren't they? 230 points, is it? Something like that. It's not too bad, is it? And the model itself is... But it's cool. Just, you can just take the standard Games Workshop Land Raider. Yep. Yep, very true. So, cool. So, that's the... St- that's the uh, that's the current stuff. So a very big month if you're a Thousand Suns player. Yep. Not much else uh, on the on, on the horizon. Yeah, and if there's um, anything else, I'll just slot it in here. Tomorrow. As you do with your uh, incredible editing skills. Yep. Now, we did have another release on Friday, uh, and that was the uh, Legio Custodes Caladus Grav Tank Annihilator, which is a variant of the uh, Legio Custodes Caladus Grav Tank. And this one, instead of coming with the uh, lovely Elastrius Accelerator Cannon, uh, comes with the um, twin-linked Arachnus Heavy Blaze Cannon. Now, it costs 15 points more, and you lose the AP2 and rapid tracking. But what you gain is a heavy 4 weapon with plus one, str- well, plus 1 strength and AP3. Now, what it does have as well is an alternative fire mode, which is actually um, strength 10, AP1. And it's got Exoshock from the uh, uh, Deradeo. Uh, sorry, Deradeo. Uh, Deradeo. I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Exoshock is basically when you suffer a penetrating hit from the weapon, you roll a D6. And on a 4+, you get another penetrating hit. So it, it can threaten... Um, well, it can threaten just about it. Uh, you know, everything going there with Strength 10 on uh, and that. Um, now, that's also, now that tank is a Ballistic Seal 5 and Twin Linked. So you're going to do pretty well. Um, on that one, it's gonna and yeah, it's a it's a good, good tank uh, and a good good turret. Now I know some people were hoping that the turret will be released on its own, uh, but four twelve aren't that kind. <laughs> but it's a lovely looking model. Really makes me tempted to start custodies, but I'm sure the girls will kill me if I do.
Right, so what have you been uh, working on then this week? Uh, well, this, this past month then, Graham? A couple of things, actually. So, uh, first thing, I had, we had this Battle Bunker tournament coming up, and I was going to use Keir Vallon, which I'll come on to later, but uh, I needed a, a model for him, and I've been kind of proxying a tech marine, but yeah, I wasn't, yeah. really, wasn't really happy with that. So, uh, I did a bit of a conversion on the uh, Praetors pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the one where you get one with... Um, Cataphracta armor and the other one Antisifer armor. So I wanted one with Antisifer armor. So I got him and I basically did the conversion with putting the um, Bulkite charger on him and also uh, adjusting the backpack to put a um, power claw on the back as part of his servo arm kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's quite pleased with him. He actually turned out pretty good. So it's good. It's a nice model actually. That um, that second. The Artisifer Armoured um, Praetor is pretty cool. Yeah, they use so, it as the basis for a um, limited edition Centurion as well. Right, okay. So I did that, so I got him painted up, and uh, so he was leading the army. And then also recently um, I've started to use the Leviathans in my, my list, so I've been, since, <laughs> since the main uh, uh, weekend that we had in March, I've, I've stopped using my... Um, I'm a breakthrough list, and I've started to use a more infantry-heavy list just yeah. for a variety. So, yeah, you've been um, using armor breakthrough since book six came out. I have, yeah, very, and um, it's been great. I loved it. Um, I wouldn't say my opponents have loved it, but I've enjoyed it. Um, so, it's, it's an interesting list to play against. It is. I think the problem is it. It's got that fear factor that it was obviously going to go in eighth anyway, but um, which is good. But you know, people think, oh god, here we go. I'm not going to do anything against these guys, and then. Usually, once you get in close combat, or you you know a couple of lucky las cannon shots, and that's it. It's all over for for the army. So it has its weaknesses for sure, but I think it just looks terrifying when you've got this big wall of tank that you're gonna have to kind of deal with. So I, if, I totally get that. If you don't have enough high strength weaponry uh, or a, a, any enough dedicated uh, anti tank, then yes, you'll struggle. You will struggle. There's no two ways about it. Um, it, and it's not great for that, but. You know, it does have its downsides. It's very easily taken to bits with um, infiltrators and um, not infiltrators, uh, outflanking and uh, deep striking, well, particularly melted guns, because you can't. I took it to bit that, bits that one time, which was a surprise to me. Yeah, so it, it's definitely got a weakness. Um, mm. I know it's not the most popular of lists, and people tend to sort of view it a bit like you would um, Mechanicum, but, uh, you know. I was playing Mechanicum, so it was only fair. I felt I should perfect the armoured breakthrough. And I love tanks. I love the, the tank models, particularly you've been able to take four Sakarans. It was a big plus for me because I've got four Sakarans and they look awesome. So Sikarans that was that. Nice model, yeah. I oh, really are my favourite things. So anyway, so I've, I've got rid of that for the time being. I've, I've retired that from sort of normal play. Mm. And so I wanted to put some more things together. But one of the things that I, I wanted to do was uh, use Leviathan because they've been very successful against me. And um, so I had a Leviathan kicking around, so I wanted to get him painted up for this uh, tournament, which it was a tournament. Yeah. Um, um, but, but I didn't manage to do that, So, um, but I managed to get it painted up for a battle against Graham, who was our, one of our three listeners. Um, three? Who, being overly generous. Three. Uh, well, three, I think I think my brother might listen to this out of pity. So um, <laughs> I think we might have lost one in Christian, so I think we're down to three. Yeah. That includes you and me also incidentally so <laughs> so we've got three listeners anyway where we are, are is so i painted that up and i'm quite pleased with that um i have sort of said to myself i'm not painting any more iron warrior stuff and i keep buying and adding to my iron warriors list 
Um, but one day I will call it done, but not just yet. So anyway, so that was that. But the other exciting thing, I suppose the, the big change thing, was my new army, my World Eaters list, as actually, bizarrely enough, um, suggested by Graham uh, when we put the competition out. So uh, he got the Cup and Sorcerer competition award. But So the World Eaters, so I put a test figure for my World Eaters. So I used the plastic, um, I think it's the Kalf one, or the, yeah, the Kalf um, uh, guy, that's the, uh, the Praetor with yeah, the, the Cataphract armor. Yeah, the Cataphract armor, yeah. So, uh, and he looks pretty good. So I'm quite pleased. It's difficult with the white. And I know um, you've got some handy tips about that white or painting white. Um, but it was quite good. I used the Warhammer uh, Duncan's Guide to Painting World Eaters, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to have come out kind of okay. Kind of. Um, it's still a really hard color scheme, I think, because obviously I'm used to spraying black, dry, bread, dry brushing and lead belcher, tying up with, you know, a lighter um, room fang steel or something, and then applying... Uh, null oil and agrax and that's pretty much it apart from detailing which is great um the problem is this this new scheme requires a bit more things like dare i say edge highlighting and other advanced techniques so um <laughs> it's gonna be interesting i've got tons of stuff to paint and it's like this haunting road of paint that i need to go through um but i'll get there i will get there i'm not sure when i'll get there but i will definitely get there yeah uh, so i saw your praetor you put it up on facebook and it's yes i think i probably next time should probably not take him with the background of shreddies because it kind of <laughs> kind of detracts a bit from the model because there's this weird you know cereal packet in the background that kind of all very colorful so i might do a, try and do some better pictures of these things and put them up before the show uh, goes out uh, to the general get, public i keep meaning to get one of those light box things to yeah, I just like, you know, my painting ain't that great at the best of times. I don't exactly. want to. <laughs> and I'm like, do I, <laughs> know, wanna, do I want to show my painting up for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that may well stay where it is for the time being. So that's what I've been working on. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff on my, my backlog of projects, including uh, I, when you were at Warhammer World, you kindly picked up for me some uh, of the thud guns, the, um, what are they called? Steel Legion. The Death Corps of Krieg ones. Oh yes, because because you're going to use them with the existing dudes you've got from your uh, rapiers. Yes, because I like the look of them, and I've seen them used as quad mortars. I haven't had quad mortars up until this point, um, and I thought, hey, they look pretty cool, uh, and they've got that kind of old style World War One feel to them, which really kind of fits me army. So that's what we're going to go for. So I'm going to put some of them together. Um, like I said, I've got tons. You know. We shall get there in the end. I should probably put a list up at some point of all the things I need to paint and then try to get myself together. Oh, I painted my knights as well, didn't I? Did I do that last month? I think you did that last month. Did I? Okay, cool. By the way, you've got them done at some point. Yes, they are done. They were on my backlog of things and I took a a brush to the buggers and got them painted. So, done. And of course, the the eighth stuff for them came out the other day, so they look like they're going to be... Yeah. Yeah, totally. So what about your good self? Anything? Um, well, a, lot, a lot of the first half of the month I dedicated to another game altogether, uh, uh-huh. Drop Fleet Commander, because uh, uh, I'm going to the UK Games Expo uh, in a couple of weeks, and um, I've got Saturday spare. I decided that I'm not going to work. I'm going to just enjoy it as a punter. Mm-hmm. And decided, well, I need to do something on Saturday. I don't want to work. Ooh, I'll enter a tournament. Ooh, Drop Fleet Commander. I have the stuff for that. So I've only played one game for it, and I'm in the national tournament. 
go you. Yeah. This could be this could be a the Leicester City of Drop Fleet Commander uh, kind of results here, couldn't it? The un the unfancied five thousand to one contender comes along and beats everybody. Oh well, what a story it would make. Probably not. But anyway, so I so I paint a lot of road <laughs> It's actually it's actually a good game. It's written by um Oh, um, who wrote, uh, oh, name escapes me, but I know the one, who wrote uh, Battlefleet Gothic? Yeah, I wouldn't even know if he came across the road and introduced himself to Murphy, so I'll take your word for that. Yeah, so yeah, so, so it's got a lot of Games Workshop pedigree to it. Um, oh. Anyway, it, it, it's a good game, but we'll, never mind, it's not Horus Heresy. It totally is not. Since, uh, since But I did paint up a Primus Medicae uh, model, the, the one that, great. the limited release one. Mm. Um, which was one that uh, I was really very interested in in getting him painted up. It's just it was sort of um, not sure how to approach it exactly because that cloth at the front was a little. Mm. Bit, I was sort of mm, what what do I do with that? Um, yes. And I obviously for the tournament of Battle Bunker, I just wanted to to get on with it. Uh, yeah. So I sort of pushed myself to to do that and um what i did was i used a um a painting guide from the the uh the blood angels um uh, book sons of sanguinius it's also this the, the the painting guide for this particular model uh brother lamentarios uh is sold off by warhammer digital and that's 249 but it's an interesting a nice off-white um scheme for for painting white as it were you start with oh, yeah. rakash flesh and build it up through um, but through a shabti bone. Uh, well, you paint, you, you do it um, agrax earth shade, then put on some shabti bone, and then some oh, right. skull, and a final wow. highlight in in white scar. And right. it sort of looks like a dirty white. And I oh, like that, that look. Good. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I've been doing my whites. I think from with that upper sort of grey greys and up. You all know, from, to get all from to grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's a good way of doing. That. That's normally how I do it with my ultramarines. But for apothecary, I wanted to do it that way. And yeah, I think it's worked out yeah. quite nicely. Um, so I, I quite like that. It looks, it looks different. Yep, totally. And it's a very nice looking model. I've, I've seen it in the flesh. So cool. Yeah, and then I had some time to do some stuff on my word bearers. So I got uh, a squad of Tartaros terminators done. Nice. Um, they. They've been on my painting table for about a month. Yes. More, and uh, I've got a squad of them done, so they, they're looking quite nice. Um, got the uh, got a power axe on one of them. I had to do a little bit of conversion work because Games Workshop, in their wisdom, have not released... Well, Forge World, in their wisdom, have not released a conversion pack um, like they have with the Catapratchai. All right. So if you want a power axe, you've either got to buy the, the resin ones, uh, the, the resin mm-hmm. ca- Tartaros... Mm-hmm. Uh, and a pack of them or you've got to do some conversion work oh shit that stuff. sucks doesn't it it does a little but I got it done and it's not too bad go oh, yeah. it's just not the easiest yeah no always a pain um, and, so. and they look quite nice and then I did a chaplain the one from um, Betrayal at Calf uh, oh yeah the bearers and then since then I've been working on some Galvor back yeah, I saw those as well on your um, various feeds. That looks nice. They look nice. Yeah, they are. Um, they're very interesting models to paint. They've got a lot of detail to them. 
Yes, that's that, that. They do look like they're a job and a half. Those boys. Mm. I mean, uh, they're not ones that you can batch paint. I'll put it that way. Right, I see what you mean. Are yeah. so, are so unique. Right, so it's like it's it one figure, next figure, next figure, rather than sort of normal, you know, base coats, layers, whatever that I kind of paint at the moment. Yeah, I've had to sort of dedicate, you know, sort of do a figure at a time, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm leaving one to last because it's got fire on it, and I've never actually painted fire. Oh, I'm sure there's some tips out there, but yeah, that does sound like a challenge and no mistake. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff and the most one of the more recent white dwarfs because uh Robert gulliman on his base he's got some fire some oh, okay, or something got you so i'll have a okay. well he's got his flaming sword as well yes he has yes he has so that's pretty much it for us isn't it nothing else yeah. in on the horizon like i said i'm gonna be working with my world um world eaters armies uh, going forward and I will still dabble now and again back in the fine warriors I just can't help myself but um, and also 40k stuff as well so it's going to be a busy couple of months I think which actually does segue quite reasonably into our next uh, which is the State of the Union yeah what's going so on this, so... this is our sort of general roundup, isn't it of um, things rules whatever things that are changing things that may be of interest um, in the world of heresy but the first, obviously, the, the the elephant in the room, really, is 8th edition. Um, so I don't, I don't know how much we want to go into this, whether we want to do this now or do this when the, we've, we've seen everything. Um, but I think, obviously, everybody in the world is going to know that it's on the horizon. What do you think of it so far? Um, in terms of, not for 40k, but just in terms of if they port these rules over at some point, and they said, they, as far as I'm aware, although there's different things on the interweb, um that they will port them over to heresy at some point. Yeah, what, well, they, uh, they said they they said that it's going to. Right. When that happens, we don't know. Mm. But they said right. for now, it's sticking with seventh edition. Yeah. So I think the biggest question I would have at the minute is: Is the seventh edition rulebook going to remain available at least digitally? Mm. Uh, uh, planetary is it, is it planetary assault? It's called with a with a fortification and certainly the chaos demons codex well that's a very good point my friend a really good point new players will still need those books i guess it's a question of whether you know if you're a new player who knows i mean they're gonna have to work out something they're either gonna have to do it very quickly or not at all like you say because if you want somebody who just sort of rocks up and says hey i'd like to play heresy where do i start and you're like well you see this rule book that's out of print you need to get that from ebay and this code actually to try and find on ebay in fact i yeah. might keep the many book just in case now um but yeah i can see that i mean there's gonna be plenty of copies kicking around you just won't be able to buy them officially or basically buy a uh, games workshop i guess no potential so, but that, it's it's so far i like what i see um i'm not what's your, what's your favorite and least favorite change that we know we're aware of currently well i can only approach this from a 40k point of view because um, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know how this is going to work with heresy yet because obviously heresy is very different. You know, you've got your rights, sure. you've got your rights of war, you've got your um, your legion rules. So, um, but so far of what I've seen, what I like most is the fact that it's going. It, it seems it seems like it's going to streamline a lot of the a lot of the the excess. Yeah, I agree. Out of there. So. Um, you know all those special rules that, that yeah that just 
you're constantly looking up. You can't keep it all in your head, can you? I mean, the Universal Special Rules section, I must have read it about four billion times. And even it's then, just, if I go just, to have a game with somebody, I'm like, oh, God, what's the sniper rule do again? It's yeah. just gotten so bloated. It has. Um, it and I play Sigma occasionally. I've only played right. a few games of Sigma, but um, uh-huh. I really like Sigma um, because it's so streamlined. It's quick. Very popular, Sigma. Very popular, isn't it? Now, very, very, very popular. I think ever since the General's Handbook came out, yes, it's like it's, it's, gone from being eh, it's okay, but I don't know how to balance it to suddenly being yeah. This yeah. is this is possibly the best game that Games Workshop produced outside the Horus Heresy. Yes, and I think that's bodes well for the future. I think um, if I was going to, sorry, mate, are you? Yeah, uh, no, 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 I was going to say, I think if I was going to pick two things that I'm very pleased. Well, one thing that I'm very pleased about, I think, is the changes to vehicles. Um, so, as an armor breakthrough player, obviously, you could say, well, I was quite happy with you know if somebody rocks up with sixty space marines with bolt guns, and I can sit there in my fortress of solitude, wrapped around armored you know, 13 vehicles and just shoot the crap out of things because there's nothing they can do about it. But I think this changes for the better. I think it will um, make things much fairer. Uh, like I say, it's still unlikely, you know, the vehicles have got saves. The vehicles can close combat now. Um, they've got multiple wounds, which is great. They can't be one-shotted quite so easily, if at all. Um, so from my point of view, it's fantastic. Uh, and also it just takes that, that stigma away from running that list you know it doesn't feel so cheesy to turn up with it now yeah. so that, that's my good rule um i think the only thing that i'm not that i'm going to miss i'm really going to miss the templates because i think they added particularly the blast templates particularly barrage they added an air of uncertainty which was quite nice which was you know it could scatter off you know you, how many times have you think well i'm going to put that big that five and a uh, five-inch blast temper over here. But what I really want to do is it to scatter, uh, you know, 45 degrees onto this other squad as well. And you roll the dice and, yes, brilliant. You know, you get two squads for the price of one. Mm. So I liked that. That was cool. But I can see why they've got rid of it. You know, it's, it's a cumbersome thing. Um, it does slow the game up. And there's lots of all... And now I've got a movement models two inches apart. Everything's got to be two inches apart because he's got blast templates. So, so that's pretty cool. So those are my two. I think I am glad that they've changed the vehicles. They've made rocking up with super heavies not as an a, you know, imposing thing. And I like big vehicles. I like tanks. I cannot lie, to paraphrase a song. And I like lots of tanks as well. So, you know, I think there's something really cool about having a, a backline full of tanks charging forwards and shooting stuff. It's just really thematic for me. Um, yeah. But to be able to sort of say, actually, it's okay. You know, yes, you have lots of tanks, but, you know, those tanks aren't going to get shot to death by whatever is on the board at the other end. It's brilliant. So there we go. My two so far. The one thing that I'm not so hot about... Um and I know you're pleased about it, is is the fact that at least in match play, my, my all-drop pod space balls are no yeah. longer... You can jog on, Princess, because no more drop pod armies. We, I, we say that rather flippantly, and only because I've been on the receiving end of some fairly horrific beatings from those kinds of armies. They just bake my head. But, you know, there are some... My all is never too bad. I suppose it depends. You know, in heresy... I've got to say, the drop pod army is nowhere near as effective simply because a lot of things can get a five-point upgrade in the augury scanner, and they basically mean that if you're going to drop pod within 18 inches, you're going to get shot. Yeah. Um, so you can't just rock up and get a free round of melter shots because you are going to get shot back. And if you, as I do, put them with you know um, web 
AP2 weapons or AP3 weapons, um, you know, you're going to probably lose a few. So it gives people a bit of a pause for thought. So I think in Heresy, the balance was already there, if I'm honest with you. Um, that, I don't think it, it would necessarily need it. It wasn't unbalanced because if you're going to rock up with a full-on everything's coming in mobile assault, you know, if you were playing a, a, a narrative event, you would probably make sure that at least one or two of the units had an augury scanner because it's always a likelihood that someone's going to do that. So I think that was good about Heresies that balanced it out. It, it's very difficult to do that in 40k. There's not, there aren't that many things with Interceptor, for example. So. No, and a lot, a lot of people were, a lot of people in, uh, I think in in Heresy were were taking the mick um, with the whole reserve manipulation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's it's horses for courses, but like I said I think you'd probably. Str- I think it's harder to run uh, all drop pod list in Heresy than it than it was in in forty k for sure. I mean, so we shall see. I mean, but I mean, I think the advantages are that you. Just basically put your unit nine inches away, don't you? And you can you can shoot and assault, I believe. Yes, from the that, you come in. That, that seems to be the uh, the flavour of it. Yeah, so that's good. You know, that is a good thing. I think um, it's a. I'm, I wonder whether they're going to do the same with rhinos. I haven't seen anything to say otherwise. You know, where you can do this old school rhino rush. You know, which I've always thought was weird. It's like everybody's sort of like what. So you come down, you're a crack troop, you know, you've been drilled from the age of goodness knows what. You've been genetically altered. You come floofing down on this fiery comet of death. You land, you jump out, you shoot, and then you stand around because you're a bit disorientated. It, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I can see why they did it, because otherwise they would be super powerful. But I think these things, you know, they seem to be very keen on balance, which is a rarity, but very much taking a leaf out of the heresy book. So I think it may think, make things more interesting and make things quicker, though heresy is not a slow game, I don't think. Um, no, no, the... the a lot of people were like you pay how many points I think yeah just at the battle bunker was quite taken back by how quickly we all got through a 2000 point game yeah i mean 2000 points is, is not a lot really is it and 3000 points is probably not much difference because the thing is things are so bloody deadly which is great you know you end up shredding huge numbers of units but it's a, it's a good fun game so, so the, anyway. the only game that it went anywhere near the time limit was yours and uh mike's Yes, that was a very good game as well. I think he's um, had quite a lot of models in his army. So, anyway, but we'll talk. About we'll come that back later. to yeah. We'll, call, we'll come back to eighth as well uh, when we get some more details. But that's our sort of first impressions. Fairly positive, I think. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited about it. Um, sure. I I, I, I love 40k, um, but you know what happened. I mean, I I got I got ruined at a tournament last last summer. Um, you know it, it was like I, I hadn't played it for a while I thought I was coming in with a reasonably dirty army um, yes I, I was worried because uh, I thought oh you know it's it's a little bit cheesy it's a it's a Rafey uh, Eldar army oh that's right yeah and of course did I play you I play you no I'm trying to think if I played you, no maybe I didn't you have yeah. played my Eldar yes and you beat my Eldar I probably did, yes. Because uh, my Eldar, as it turns out, even though I was thinking they're a bit cheesy because they're an Iandin themed yeah. uh, one, uh, when it came to actually playing other people, yeah, it's not cheesy at all. They got <laughs> they, they got they got ripped apart. I totally did. Yeah, form, formations and um, yeah, I kind of got a little out of control. Totally. So hopefully those days will be gone. 
and it would be a much better future for all. Okay, so Magnus is going to be is coming out at Warhammer Fest, which yeah, looks yeah. great. Uh, huge model. I mean, I've seen the. Uh, have you seen the comparison of it next to to Yes. Yes, he is a he's a monster. But then I think in the books it describes him as this you know, almost giant, even among space marines. Yeah, he was, he was uh, the tallest of the Primarchs. Yeah, so um, that's cool. I know people besmirch, well, not besmirch his name, but um, they certainly aren't very happy with the power that you can give him in-game. Mm-hmm. I think he's super powerful. Certainly in the books, I mean, let's face it, the guy single-handedly pretty much took on a Eldar Phantom Titan and, and ripped it a new one. So he's no slouch. And, you know, so I think he's, he's fair enough that he's yeah. as powerful as he I know uh, people will probably abuse the crap out of that, but... There are some certainly interesting combos that I've heard about. Yeah. Like... I think uh, it's... Essentially on. giving him uh, invisibility, uh, super invisibility. Oh. God. But, that should be bad, that. Invisibility. We always ban it at ours events i think we in all the event packs that we do we say that it's it's nerfed to ballistic skill and weapon skill one isn't it rather than you know you can't be shot or rather than snapshoot yeah we always do it yeah. as well because it is one of those ones that just gets abused hopefully that'll go i hope that goes in the new rules for sure well we don't know we haven't seen any of the psychic powers yet no. so um true but yeah it is actually here's a sort of general question i suppose i've always i think that psychic powers personally which is why i don't do a thousand suns the psychic powers should be that narrative kind of face melting destruction from the warp mm-hmm. you know because i've never seen anybody and i've got to be honest with you, i don't think i've ever seen anybody unless they had to use the pyromancy school of psychic powers because mm. they're shite um and it's I, will, I don't mind those, you know, shooting attacks, shooting base things, you know. I think all of the offensive things I'm quite happy with. What I don't like about them is that they're a massive force multiplier. You know, you can give people iron arm, you can give them endurance, you can give them re-rolling to hit, re-rolling saves, re-roll, re-roll, re-roll. And they just, they don't, it doesn't seem very thematic to me. I mean, I may be wrong here, and I'm sure that our three listeners will point out my, the error of my ways, but... I can't think of too many times in any of the books that I've read where somebody's gone, right, Space Marine brethren, we are going to suddenly be able to shoot a bit better. Go on then, cast your psychic. You know, it's usually we're going to melt somebody's face or tear an arm off a Titan or something. So the only exception to that, I will accept it, is the, the Thousand Suns and their shields. Um, what are they called? Yes, I get that. But other than that, it's not very narrative. So I think if they have more destruction-based psychic powers rather and less Buffy-based psychic powers, it'll be better for everybody. That's my, my statement right there. Yeah, well, because you're not, everyone, you're not getting a bit of a smite power. Yes, which is great. It's an attack, you know? Mm-hmm. No problem. What it is, like I said, it's, I just think it's the force multiplier aspects of psychic powers that lead them to be abused horrifically. You know, uh, behind every Death Star... I'm going to be massively generalist here. There is probably a psychic power combination involved somewhere in it. So here's hoping. Well, a lot of them seem to. Yeah. So, you know, obviously not all, but some, most of them seem to have some element of psychic power. So we shall see. Anyway, yeah, so, so Magnus. Magnus? Yeah. I, I think the model looks really nice. Hmm. 
You did mention the fact that he hasn't got any nipples. Or, no, yeah, no, 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 you, no. You were quite nipples. upset about this. You must have posted about 10 times on various sites. I was like, okay, Michael, we get it. You have a fixation with horn nipples. That's cool. <laughs> I just, remember, I just remember being quite surprised. I thought, you know, it's one of those iconic things about his armour. It is. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. And in the um, in the demon version of him, it doesn't look That's, ridiculous. It doesn't. I think. Don't know. Who knows what they what they were up to in their their crazy world of design? But great. Um, I'm really looking forward to to seeing this model painted up. Yeah, um, particularly uh, in a nice thousand suns, thousand suns, thousand suns colour. Very careful there. Um, I think he'll look spectacular. Well, I think he'll be in gold. gold. Is he gold? Yeah, because he was a golden armoured guy of golden armour. <laughs> anyway, enough about Magnus. Yeah. So, what else is coming out? Um, oh, the uh, the other. Well, what do you call it? The uh, Telamon Heavy Dreadnought for the Legio Custodes. Right. It's a yes. big-ass dreadnought. Huge. It is, isn't it? It's got that weird um, old-school Mark One Terminator look to it as well, hasn't it? With yeah. The... I'm, I'm quite interested to see its rules, because it's not in Book 7. No. That's very true, actually. You would think they would do the stuff... Well, we'd think that, wouldn't you? That they would actually maybe, you know, get the book stuff done first. But no, keep pushing the envelope forward, world. We love you. They've got... The, they've got it's a brand new model. It's not in the book. Um, at least not that I can see. I mean, uh, I'm just going to look at the contents again now. Um, uh-huh. But I... Uh, can I go back? Flip, flip the pages. Uh, where are the contents? Oh, no. Because uh, I'm absolutely positive it's not in the. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's not in there. Yeah. Uh, just have a look at the um, Magnus model. He does look the business, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. So heavy support. Seeker cadre. Is, what's pages? A two seven six. Sagittarium. Calatus grad tank. Contemptor Galatus. And this is the Telamon. Yeah, oh, Warlord, Warlord Sinister is the next one. No, so it's not in the it's not in the book. How bizarre! So yeah, they're already giving the um, the custodies brand new stuff. Got you. I'm still waiting for. Um, I'm still waiting for quite a bit. Got you. So to sum up the generalised state of the union, I haven't heard anything too many rules controversies recently nothing's come up no um, i think everything's been got quiet. There's, there's, there's that global campaign going on which some of the podcasts are involved in uh oh, is that the australian one uh, i think it was started by um one of the australian podcasts yeah because yeah, i um we put on our thing today about see i'm i'm wary of campaigns because they tend to if you run a club or something, you're waiting on other people to make sure they turn up and, you know, it can get out of hand because you've got, like, all this battles going on over here, but you can't play because you were supposed to play X. <laughs> Plus, they, they take a lot of work, you know, and what have you. But, so we were talking about it on the Edge, Edge of Empire um, web, uh, Facebook page, and uh, this guy pointed us in the direction of this um, Australian global campaign, which I'm definitely going to sign up for, and I'll, we'll put some more stuff on it when we have, because I think that could be awesome, because just imagine, I mean, if you if you regularly play people at Heresy to say, actually, um, rather than just having, picking up and having a game, we're going to you know, give it some give it some narrative, give it some meaning. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, that's you can do that, obviously, and I, and I know that 
when I played Brendan at the uh, weekend. And that's exactly what he did, which made the game that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Although it's still quite interesting, uh, it just gave it a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of I don't know uh, meaning. You know, rather than just playing a game, there was a means to play it. So playing a global campaign um, with all the people that we know and all the people in the northeast that play Heresy, I think could be very cool. And um, we could do that. So we'll put some more details on our Edge of Empire page when we get it sorted out ourselves. Because um, I would like that, you know, we say we're actually we're going to have a game. Does anybody want to, you know, play this Tuesday or Thursday or whatever? Um, and it's going to be part of the global campaign because I think that's that, that'd be cool. So we will do more on that for sure. That's very. Yeah, that's uh, there's quite a few podcasts involved in it, and um, each month they sort of write the rules and what's going on. Uh, yeah. So it, it's an interesting thing, you know, seeing it from the outside. I just haven't had the time to do a lot of games that would have that would have benefited from it. You know, I've often wondered why they, whether whether they ever will or not. I don't know. And we might have to invest. You could do this as a website, couldn't you? You could basically, you know, have a proper website where you'd sign up and then you pick, you know, your games from a big board of potential battles on big planets and stuff. And it could be very well easily automated, I think. But anyway, that's a, for another discussion. Mm-hmm. So, in generally speaking, there's a bit of a pause, I think, as we get with the, the looming spectre that is 8th edition on the horizon. So I haven't heard anything too controversial, no major arguments on any of the boards that I've been on about rules in general. Um, it'd be interesting what happened. I haven't heard um, Greg's Imperial Truth podcast yet, but I suppose that is putting it together from last weekend's um, London. Uh, was it last weekend, London? Uh, heresy last London? Weekend. Yeah, London Heresy. Yep, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so that's I'm it. waiting to see what, uh, what, 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 uh, you know, what that was like. I've heard good, very good reports from people. You um, did see it? Sorry? I'm sure it was good. I'm sure it was good. I mean, I enjoyed the one we went to that he, that he did. And I've signed myself up, if anybody's interested, um, for the, well, I've booked a hotel at least. Uh, the tickets aren't out yet, but um, for the one in Stockport, which he's running in yeah, September. We'll, we'll get some details for that. Yeah, because that will be very cool. Um, so, uh, and we'll be there, or at least I'll be there. I'm not sure, hopefully you'll be there as well, mate. Yeah, I should be. I should be there. I've uh, just got to make sure I've got the money for it. Um, yep. I'm, I'm pushing myself because uh, it'll be that. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm going to see Dan Abnett at Octacon. So. <laughs> okay. You'll be uh, having to be, uh, be on your best behaviour uh, to, to get that done. Yeah. So, and then... I think we should... I think that's pretty much it. Oh, except so those two models, Magnus and the Telemon Heavy Dreadnought, and the new Thunderhawk will all be available at Warhammer Fest. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever buy a Thunderhawk. Lovely model, great for displays, but just massively impractical. I think for I've, game. I've got nowhere where I could possibly even put it. And I mean, you saw what Andrew had to do with his with drilling, oh, yeah. drilling into it to, to to put the flying base on. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, not for me. But it's a not lovely looking model, much, much, great. much nicer than it was. Great. Okay, so that is the State of the Union. Do you want to go on to your book review? Ah, book review. Yeah, yeah. We had one, one book out in the last uh, last few weeks, uh, Shattered Legions, um, which is an interesting book, as I'll put it that way. It, it was basically a bunch. It's basically a bunch of. Um, uh, books that were put together. It basically is a book that was put together from other books, um, which are all short stories and novellas. Um, oh. So um, 
it consists of Medusan, uh, which was a, um, a limited edition book originally released at Warhammer World, uh, which was, I think it was £30 for the book. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it was eventually released as an ebook for nineteen ninety nine. Um, it's got like one, two, three, four, nine, ten stories in it. Right. Ten short stories in it, but two of those were just audio scripts. Um, and then the, the, those two audio scripts were released separately as audio dramas. Uh, that was Grey Talon and uh, The Iva. Um, right. But the book itself was not all that... The, the magician itself was not all that great. It was really underwhelming. It was sort of like um, one of those books where you, you could tell... I mean, Dan Abnett's story, Medusan, uh the, the title story, um, was... Um, I've got to be honest, probably one of his weaker stories because it was, it felt like a very, I've got a contract to fulfill. So I'll write this. <laughs> See, he's my go-to guy. And if his name's on the, on the book, I generally think, oh, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll read that. It, it was genuinely, it was genuinely an okay story, but when you consider right. it compared to some of his other stuff, yeah, it's much better. So anyway, as the book suggests, it looks very much at the, uh, the shattered legions. Now the, the, the stuff that makes up the Medusan collection if I've got to be honest, it's not that it's not that great. It's interesting. It, it, you know, it's interesting as in it, it gives a little bit better background to the Shattered Legions. I mean, the Salamanders probably get the best story in there. Uh, got you. And there's a little sequel to Riven, which was a short story by John French. Um, okay. And you've got a boarding action during the Void War over Istan Five, so it, it gives another little look at that particular the combat because you haven't really seen much of the Void War. Right. Um, the other stuff what for those of us who don't read this stuff is the Void War. The Void War. So the the, the space war, the war in space above Istvan okay. Five. Right. So okay. Well, they were having their fight on the ground. They were also fighting spaceships. That oh, were trying space. Yeah. Okay. So there was a space battle as well. Uh, right. It adds on the uh, it adds on a couple of stories that were were audio. Well, not not just audio, but um, uh, were also in script form. They got the Iver by Graham McNeil. Which is actually my favourite of the bunch. I like uh, Graham McNeil too. Yeah, Graham McNeil is a great author, um, and he, and that story, the Ivor, is uh, is is quite interesting because there were two characters in uh, the first, the opening trilogy of the books. Uh, you know, Horus Rising, uh, yeah, and Flames, uh, False Gods, um, called the Ivor and the Orr. Um, right. Who were sort of, you know, identical sort of looking marines, and and this book sort of concentrates on one of those characters, Tibbet Ma. Right. So, um, and he's, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to sort of take a character you knew a little bit about and then build him up. Yeah. So there's that, that's quite nice. It's, it's set during, um, Ventral Spirit. Right. So it gives you a bit of background to the events that happened at the beginning of Ventral Spirit as well. Mm -hmm. Ah, cool. So it's, that's a good one. Grey Talon, which is, um, which is a story about the scars, um, the white scars teaming up with the shattered mm -hmm. legions, is really very good. Oh, right. um, picks up from the end of uh, scars um, and sort of combines in with the beginning of vengeful spirit. So it bridges an interesting gap. You know, cool. It explains why the white scars were there. Yeah, when they weren't really there, when there wasn't really a sort of there's not really been an explanation as to how they ended up with the Shattered Legions. Got so, yeah. It's It ties in a few things together. Right. Uh, 
one of the bigger parts of the book is um, Seventh Serpent, which was a, a novella, a lim- another limited edition novella by Graham McNeil. And um, there was a sh- there was a sh- sh- crew in Angel Exterminatus um, on a ship called the Sicilia, the Sicilium, right? Um, which was a Shattered Legion's crew of Raven Guards, Sal- uh, Salamanders, and mostly Iron Hands. Right. So this is sort of a story with hmm. them encountering the Alpha Legion. Everybody's favourite bad guy. So there's quite a bit of Alpha Legion shenanigans in there. They are the experts at shenanigans, aren't they? Yeah, there's, the there's, there's a, a lot of Alpha Legion shenanigans. <laughs> uh, and it, it's quite interesting. Um, Actually, uh, while we're on the subject of Alpha Legion, now I know nothing because obviously I'm a man who plays the game with a passing nod at the general fluff around the, 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 the theme. So Alpha Legion recruit space marines yeah. but they also must they recruit humans i guess because all the alpha legion operatives in talent um yeah in the talent book were weren't space marines they were well some of them were space marines but the ones that were actually doing all of the sort of shenanigan based work were all human yeah. so is that their mo to to be um they recruit anybody who can help them gotcha okay fair enough I just wondered whether they were sort of like specially enhanced humans, but they were just particularly good humans by the sounds of things. So. No, they, they recruit uh, they recruit human operatives uh, to operate where a space marine can't. Gotcha. Because obviously hulking around as a space marine is, you know, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm here to fix the plumbing. I can see that not being a very good cover story if I'm an Alpha Legion operative, to be honest with you. It's like, oh, I'm just working on this vent, but you're a massive space marine. Yeah, don't worry about me. I'm good, thanks. They're not a huge legion. <laughs> so by having uh, humans, they can sort of... Uh, okay, right, yeah, I see what their, you mean. Increase their impact, as it were. Yes, anyway, gotcha. The collection, Sorry. the collection itself... Now, the reason why I would say it's worth buying is because Medusan... As a um, ebook, will cost you nineteen pounds ninety nine. Ouch! Uh, if you get it with the two audio stories, twenty nine ninety nine. But Shatt- right. Shattered Legions for twenty nine ninety mm-hmm. nine, you get the whole MP three of the book uh, as a right. audio book, and the the stories itself is nine ninety nine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got you. And Seven Serpent is four ninety nine. How so, bizarre! You're making a by getting Shattered Legions. Well, it's it's a mass market book, whereas the others were very limited yeah. editions. Got yeah. So I mean, okay. to buy Medusan as a um, a hardback costs you thirty quid um, in uh, in Warhammer World, if I remember correctly. Got yeah. Uh, See, I'm gonna I might have to carry. I've never been a big fan of the limited edition book thing, um, but I might have to get the the one with um, the Prospero's Primark series one. Looks rather nice, actually. I don't know where it's out on general release yet, but that does look pretty good. You I haven't. Perturabo. Prospero. Yes, Perturabo. Perturabo. Yeah, because I was going to say Prospero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think they've got. I'm just on the site now, and it's like fewer than 200 limit uh, editions left. Uh, 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 copies left. Yeah, how much is it? It's like it's a quite a lot of money, isn't 40 it? Forty quid. Yeah, you see, that's that's way over. That's half a Sakaran. Yeah, but it's it's. Not it's a, it's uh, and it's not a very long novel either. Yeah, um, I haven't read it yet because uh, I'm not Go buying on. the limited edition. No, nah. I mean it looks nice. The cover looks great, but oh, I'm not great yeah. cover. And apparently, Forty it's quid, ma- another sixteen pounds on that, and I've got a Leviathan and a so magnetic that's... presentation box. Apparently, well, that uh, makes 
and the spine is wrapped with cloth and silver foil. The only thing that would make me buy that was if it was with was comes with a vial of tears from um, <laughs> Imperial Fist players certified. That would be about it. The same way I'm going to spend that kind of money. It's it depends on your or mechanic. It depends mechanic. on your um, on your perspective. Some people are really huge fans of the fluff and will go for the limited edition stuff. Um, yeah, true. I've got fr- I've got friends who will who will buy the limited edition stuff and be like, oh look, I've got this, it's, it's, it's amazing. And there's me buying the uh, the dirt cheap EPUB when they come yes. out. Yes, you're quite right. Anyway, sorry mate, I've interrupted your book review for the second but time. That's, that's basically um, Magison. I don't think Magison itself is not worth the money, but right. Shattered Legions is worth the money. Gotcha. Oh well, fair enough. Because you get because Seventh Serpent. The Ivor and Grey Talon are worth, yeah. worth it. it it's, okay. it's one of those things where, when it comes to limited edition stuff, it's like oh, yeah. you're putting all the limited edition stuff in a mass market thing, so why not just wait till later and buy it? Yeah, totally. I'd feel ripped off if I bought Oh, just... yeah. So would I. I must admit, and then you think, oh, hold on a minute. Now you you know, I went specifically to why I'm able to get this and now you bring it out for everybody to read. So which kind of does devalue the whole process, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, although I, I am guilty. I did buy the Magician EPUB. <laughs> Fair play. Okay. So, so the world of books, is that is that our lot for this month? That's that's so the lot for the month so far. Uh, well, I will got... try and read something this month. I'm definitely going to try and read something but you know i haven't read angel exterminatus yet and that seems to be a a, a big fave of people so that's my solemn well you're you're an iron warriors man so i angel exterminatus is is your book but yes. i would also read uh magnus the red as well okay because well, that, we'll start got, that has got a very different perturabo in it gotcha i mean right it's perturabo that you, you'll read it and you'll you'll think is this not ruben gulliman See, it's what happens when you he's grind a good man down. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> next month, I believe, we've got the Crimson King coming out. Right, another one of them. Yes, so that'd be interesting. So anyway, that's what it's I shall do. A Magnus ah. book. A Angel Exterminatus. Angel Exterminatus, you should read it. Uh, I think I think you've got... Uh, didn't you buy the um, audiobook for it? I may have done. I shall have a look. I may have done. It's Find your recommendation. It's a very good right. book. Okay, I'll have a look so into. We're done with books. Totally. Yeah. So, what's next on our merry journey through the world of heresy? Oh, we got the battle scribe interview. Yes. So, this is an interview I did a couple of weeks ago with uh, John Kissinger um, from uh, the battle scribe team. So, I will, uh, by the power of editing, um, insert that in here. I'm joined here by uh, John Kissinger, otherwise known as Alphalas. Is that right? Alphalas? Alphalas um, on um, the uh, Git uh, GitHub, uh, who um, is one of the guys who's running the Horus Heresy um, Battlescribe uh, repo. And uh, we've got him on the show today. Well, he's asked to come on. Uh, I think you're doing a few podcasts and stuff uh, um, as well, aren't you? Gonna be trying to. Yeah, um, yeah. Just really want to get the message out there that, well. 
you're listening. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think it was Jason from the uh, Sons of Heresy had mentioned um, last week that, hey, I don't know what's going on with the Battlescribe process and, you know, particularly Thousand Sons. Um, so Yeah, we, we, we were having a lot of issues with Thousand Sons. Um, it was relating to, again, a lot of the stuff we'll go over here shortly about yeah. the way Battlescribe works. Okay, so if you'd like to give us a bit of a, a, bit of a background to what's going on, I mean... Um, to how the process uh i mean obviously if you don't know what battlescribe is it's a list building app uh that's released by um oh what's his name john 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 shikov or something 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 like that um good guy good program um and it allows you to build your lists uh for horus heresy it's great um it's great for warhammer 40k and it's great for age of sigma it's great for lots of other systems um the only system i want that it doesn't do is drop fleet commander but never mind <laughs> um, uh, actually i think there is a drop fleet repo hidden somewhere oh, i'll there? see if i can oh, find you a link for it i will have to t- uh, yeah, oh that'd be great um anyway so the um it's the repos are what you use to um get the data to build it and that's all done by teams like what john's on with the horus heresy so um if you'd like to Give us a bit of background to the Horus Heresy repo and um, what you guys are doing. Um, that'd be great. Sure. Um, well, first off, I just want to make it clear. Uh, John, the developer of Battlescribe, while he does help out every once in a while, he is officially one of we data devs. Yeah. We work on our own to create data, his program. So there are issues with Battlescribe itself. There's nothing we can do about it. Then go to John and be like, hey, John, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So th- there's that to start with. Um, yeah, we bit, are all volunteer. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit. There's a big bit. And that's that's CYA for John, because, well, if GW Legal ever decides that they want to go after him, which it's looking like is far less likely now. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was CYA, so that if they went after him, it wasn't him that they would go after. It was, unfortunately, be we dated devs. Anyway. Volunteers. We all have real lives outside of us. Some of us uh, actually are in dev work in our real life. Um, mm-hmm. I myself am not. Uh, when I started doing this, I was a warehouse worker. Literally, I sh- I, I loaded cartons into trailers and ship. That that was my job. I had four trailers and ship all day. Yep. But um, now, unfortunately, I'm unemployed, which is a two-edged sword. Means I have more time to do this, but also more time to do stuff at home. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so we're all. I'll take time out of our lives to do this. Um, we all, well, some of us have, especially in 40K, have repos that we personally maintain. Mm-hmm. We are considered that repos maintainer. Yeah. Um, and there's a, if you ever go on the GitHub for the Battlescribe and go into 40K, you'll see that there on the wiki is a list called the Keepers. And it lists who specifically works on each repo. Some people float, which is cool and awesome because that means when we, the actual keepers, are busy, somebody else can take care of them. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's all that. 
in the heresy repo, unfortunately, there aren't many of us active. No. Um, <laughs> pretty much it's myself, a uh, guy named Austin, and another guy who I'm not even sure what his real name is, but he goes by Zufa. Oh, yeah, I know Zufa, yeah. Um, and pretty much it's us three who are maintaining that cat. Yeah, I think I've done. That, that I, I think I've. I think I've altered one or two weapons profiles, and that's it. Yeah, I'm not um, very. I'm not very good with XML. So, <laughs> or the editor. Oh, I, I'm not very good with XML either. The editor is the only reason I'm able to actually do this because I'm absolute garbage at coding. Like <laughs> I, I've tried doing XML. I can't. But. While the editor isn't perfect, it does enable people who don't know code to actually go and do coding, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself, I personally wrote the uh, Talons of the Emperor cat for the Heresy repo. Yeah, um, and that came out pretty quickly, and uh, it was pretty good when it came out. Yeah, um, Talons was the first one out the gate, mm-hmm. and that was well there's not much to it and pretty much I was able to just start off with the uh, 40k repo for the old data slate yeah. and just take that and convert it mm-hmm. and that worked out nicely uh, there were a couple things that I needed some help from uh, one of the other 40 40k guys uh, Earl Bishop he goes by at Kohatu oh, yeah. um, so he actually has a write credit on that mm-hmm. Um Otherwise, I, I also reported Chaos Demons over into the repo. Yeah, that because that was missing there, when we moved over to version 2, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, it did not transfer from version 1 to version 2, so we had to recreate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, to, to, to put a bit of background to um, the, the hard slog you had moving from version 1 to 2, um, there was another guy who maintained the uh, uh, system, um, and it was a very much his personal sort of fiefdom wasn't it pretty much yeah. uh he was the one who was in charge of translating all the version one cats into version two and unfortunately he but, walked away well first off he started off with a when he started from when he started his conversion which was i think a month or two before version two came out i think it was a bit i think it was going i think it went back a bit further than that because he said he was maintaining a version two, sort of, um, it was it was a long time before version one came out. It might have been as far as back as six months. It's possible, but yeah. um, the the version when he created his version two, yeah. If there were any additions to the version one, or any fixes applied to the version one, a lot of the time they were not also applied to version two. Mm-hmm. So while yes, he did maintain the version two cat for a little bit. He, you you said it before. He kind of poofed before we came around to version two. So version two goes live. Uh, the forty k guys had been doing a bang up job of making sure everything was version two ready. Yeah, I think I, I, uh, I yeah my my f- I literally downloaded the new repos and I was away. I mean, there were some co- compatibility problems with the lists, but that was to be expected. Yeah, the lists had some issues, and there were some slight issues with uh, a couple of the a couple of the Forge World cats. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Elysians were so simple it, it didn't take much to fix them. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, nobody has touched Siege Assault Vanguard since 2E came out. So there's probably something hiding somewhere in Siege Assault Vanguard that is not working correctly in version 1. Yeah. But either nobody uses Siege Assault Vanguard or the people that do don't submit bug reps. Yeah. And and that's an important part of the process, isn't it? The bug reports. Yes. Um pretty much if you if the users do not submit bug reports, we are relying on ourselves to find the bugs. Yeah. So, um and you might not, you know, play that army or play it the way that a player might play it. Exactly. So you're you're dependent on people to put in the bug reports so you can squish them. Exactly. Um, like, case in point, on the 40k repo, pretty much I maintain every cat that is non-Astartes except for Grey Knights, mm-hmm. non-Cult Mechanicus, Imperial. So, so all the guard cats I maintain... Uh, the Sisters Cat, Inquisition, uh, Silent Sisters, Custodes, Grey Knights, Militarum Tempestus. Oh, good. I, I, I all fi- those. You finally got my um, form- start, start collecting formation in there a little while ago, which was great. Yeah. Um, actually, I think Zufa did that. Because uh, Zufa double times, double times over on the uh, 40k. It was either Zufa or uh, Simon. One of the two. I remember I had to upload the actual formation data sheet because they didn't have know what it was. So, yeah, that was Simon. Yeah, um, I, I do remember that. I didn't even know it existed, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I probably had heard about it in passing. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But and, unless you've got the data, you can't put it in. Yeah, exactly. And since with the start collecting, if you don't actually have it, it's hard to find it. That's like uh, the uh, Tidewall Counter-Strike cadre for Tau. Mm-hmm. Finding that was ridiculous. Yeah. Because if you didn't buy the Tidewall Counter-Strike cadre box from GW, you couldn't find the rules. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's we've had some issues with that, but mm-hmm. we try to get that squared away as quick as possible. Um. But yeah, yeah. It, we, we really do rely on the bug reps. If you don't give us a bug rep and we haven't fixed it yet, it's a good chance we don't know about it. Yeah, so uh, if you are using the Heresy um, uh, data files for Battlescribe and you find a problem, please report it. Yeah, exactly. And it's really simple. Um, on iOS, if you go in, to your list you just hit the little triple dot button right beside the view you scroll down to report a bug and it'll tell you right there what you need to do mm-hmm. it'll tell you make sure you have the latest version of Battlescribe, update your data try deleting your data and re-downloading it again and then read the FAQ and then it goes on to say is this a data problem and then it'll give you a link to the app spot where you can report the problem and then if it is a Battlescribe issue there's a link to the Battlescribe user voice um, 
speaking of the user voice, I'm just going to plug that real quick. Yeah. Please, 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 if you're listening to this and you use Battlescribe, go on the user voice. Look at the issues that are already raised there. If you see something that you want, please vote on it. That is how John sees what upgrades need to be done. And that is how we get along with getting updates in the app that are needed for data. Yeah. Because of course John's John's still uh, you know himself, although he gets a subscription for uh, it from some people, he's still a volunteer. Exactly. Um, also, one thing that we're ter- running into right now is with Eighth Edition coming and keywords now being in both Eighth Edition and Age of Sigmar, we're really pushing hard to John to implement keywords somehow in Battlescribe. Mm-hmm. Because without keywords, it's going to be really hard to validate lists now. Yeah, well, uh, because uh, in Age of Sigma, I play it a little, uh, not as much as I'd like to. But yeah, you've got to really be careful of those keywords. Yeah, and that's one of the issues we're running into right now with the Age of Sigma repo is there. There's a lot of band-aiding being done to try to replicate keywords but it's not the greatest it's not horrible but it's not as good as we want it to be yeah so remember guys vote 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 for that vote for that feature on user voice i'll put a link to it i'll put a link to it in our show notes um yeah yeah please vote vote for keywords we we need keywords badly i can imagine john will get round to it it's just when (laughs) yeah and the more votes for it will Exactly. The more votes it has, the higher it moves up. Uh, we had this issue with uh, when uh, uh, Gathering Storm One came out with the Castellans of the Imperium on forty k. Oh yes, yes, that was a bit. That was a bit of a a bit of a um, hodgepodge originally. Yeah, and there for the there for the longest time, the only way you could do that was you had to take an unbound attachment of each codex. And you could just take the units you wanted from each codex, and there was no validation. Mm-hmm. Because Battlescribe literally could not handle it. Yeah. And it took putting up a uh, recommendation on user voice and getting a lot of people to vote it to move it up the list to get John to go, oh, all right, this is really important. I need to do this. And, and now it works them. fine. And it's also unlocked a lot of other usability, too. Um, the War Convocation works great now. Because mm, before um, that was that was a bit of a... Ooh, that was whole awful to put together. And people can oh, yeah, think I'm some sort of cheesemonger putting together War Convocation, but I liked it. Yeah, no, <laughs> especially on iOS. On iOS, it was horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, on PC, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. On iOS, it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, yeah. And see, I'm one of those weirdos where iOS is my primary usage for Battlescribe. You know, it is for me as well. It's because I carry it around with me. Exactly. Um, The only time I really use PC to make lists is, oh, wait, I'm checking a validation that I just made in the data editor, Mm -hmm. and I'm making sure that I didn't screw this up, and it actually works. And once it works, okay, I'm done in PC, close out the roster editor. And I think it's available on Android as well, so... Yes, yes, it is. I I, I know people use it on there as well, and that's that's got similar interfaces. 
very similar. Uh, with version 2, John went very heavily on the Google-recommended way to build an app, mm-hmm. which some people argue with, should he have or shouldn't he have. I, I don't really see the argument for or against, but I do like that it is now uniform between iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, so it that, wasn't so much. Yeah. Um, we still get a couple iOS-only issues every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And usually those boil down to the fact that Apple's uh, app authorization thing is so slow that, well, it's an update that John did that hasn't taken on iOS yet. Yeah. Go figure. Um, yeah, because with Android, the app seems to go out straight away. Yes, uh, it does. As soon as he posts it on the website for PC, it's on Android. Yeah. I suppose the, uh, it, it, the, one, the one good thing about that is it does keep uh, out you know, bad code out of the store, but yes, yes, it is good. Um, there actually funny story was there actually was one time where John did something in the code where all it did was mess up iOS. I, I got a hold of it just because I'm on one of his advanced tracks. And, uh, I told him immediately, I'm like, Hey John, this isn't going to work on iOS at all. Pull it down before Apple even approves it. But yeah, yeah. So um, so anyway, so as I said, it's a volunteer process. Um, so when people get, uh, so I mean, let's just take for example out of book eight Inferno. I think people would have noticed that the space walls got done really quickly, but it's taken yes. quite a bit of time to get the thousand suns, which were only done as we're speaking now. That was only released last night. Correct. Um, actually probably in the next half hour or so here on Friday, I'm probably going to push another release to push through some bug fixes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're going to see two releases here in a short period of time for Thousand Suns. Reason for that is, um, when Book 7 dropped, I was writing the Talons of the Emperor cat before the book was even released. Yeah. So I was writing that off of all the preview images we had and all the leaked pages from Talons. Yeah, from people handily being at Warhammer. Uh, not, uh, sorry, not Warhammer. For the the uh, Horus Heresy Open. Uh, sorry, Weekender. Yes. Not Open. Weekender. Yes. So because people were at Weekender, we were able to get Talons up and 99% done within, I think, two days of the book being released the first time. Yeah. Which was a bit of a change from uh, when it was done with Millicent. Millicent? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would wait until he had the book in his hands. Yes. Um, Usually, usually we we don't like releasing before the book is out. Yeah. But the day the book is out, as long as we have all the information, we'll release it the day the book is out. Mm -hmm. So there there is that. Um, But yeah. Talons right now is 99% done. The only thing that's left to put in it, and actually that's one of the things I'm going to have to work on tonight, is uh, the Sinester Pattern Warlord is not in the uh, system yet. Oh, yeah, the Psy Titan. Yeah, yeah. I, I do still need to put that in. I only just realized the other day that it was actually a Lord of War choice for Loyalists and Talons. So it's like, oh, yeah, that needs to be put in. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I, somehow I doubt many people will take that. 
That is fair. That is very fair, which is probably why we haven't gotten any bug reports of, hey, where is the Sinester? Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it needs to be put in, and we know. Mm. That's just like uh, we have a whole bug rep right now that is dedicated just to Space Wolves. Yes, we know the Aetherune armor is messed up. We know that the... Um, think it whatever the 30k version of the frost weapons are we know that there's a problem with them yeah the problem is wolves even though it came out real quick it came out real quick because we had three different guys that hopped on it like a week after the book was out yeah some very enthusiastic people who wanted it right away oh yeah and we had it was three people who hopped on like literally we told them hey if you want to help us write this jump on so we had three different people who came on and between the three of them they got all the space wolf stuff written within i think it took them about three weeks to iron most of the big bugs out Mm -hmm. um actually it took them about three weeks to get all the special units and that stuff in we still have some issues with the validations Mm -hmm. we still have some issues with some of the war gear that's gonna happen um space wolves i'll be honest space wolves is kind of a nightmare for validations especially with the fact of the whole you have to have at least one hq for every thousand points yeah yeah it's it's a bit uh, that's i figured that will be a hard one to do yeah um we're we're working on figuring out a way to do it um there's only so much we can do though again limits of the program we're working with but we'll figure something out uh we're working on it yeah but you figure some pretty you figure you know if you you figured a lot of stuff out so yeah we we really have um one thing that i was really happy with was after we got uh the castellans all the things implemented for castellans I was actually looking at a book one day, uh, book four, I think it was. It might have been book five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Armies of Dark Compliance. It's one of the themes. And I know a lot of people don't use it, but uh, we were actually able to make it work. Because previously, it, it's a mixed detachment. You follow the Age of Darkness uh, Force Orc chart... But you can take units from either Militia or Astartes. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, now that we got Castellans working right, this should be easy to just port right over. Took us a couple days of trial and error, but we got it to work. Um, again, that was with the immense help of uh, Earl Bishop. He, he was great. Um. I also do want to be right up front. Yes, we know everybody's annoyed that Thousand Suns took so long. Reason being, pretty much the only people we had who wanted to come on for Thousand Suns was myself and Zufa. Um, at, we were the only two that really wanted to work on Thousand Suns, and I'll be honest, my priorities were elsewhere. So most of the work that was done on the thousand suns stuff that is now up was done by myself and Zoom. 
Yeah. So initially we were going to hold off. Initially, where we were going to hold off on releasing until we did a rewrite of the Crusade Army list. Um, Well, that kind of fell through because we're volunteers and people have real lives. Mm -hmm. Because with the way the Crusade Army list repo is, it does need a rewrite, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, At one point, the Crusade Army list was bigger than the Codex Space Marine. Actually, is still currently bigger than the Codex Space Marines cat in 40k. Um, And that is saying something, because Codex Space Marines was massive. It's... And the reason why we want to do this rewrite is because we've heard a lot of people complaining about load times. Mm-hmm. And, and as we know the load times are absolutely terrible, especially on mobile. Um, if you don't turn off low memory mode on Android devices, you're going to have a problem. Because if your device is older and has a hard time dealing with the... Uh, the the larger memory requirements of the cat, your device might just crash out trying to open up a Space Marines or Crusade Army list entry. Yeah. Because it's just so massive. And while that is primarily an Android only issue, it'll still help the people who access it on PC or iOS because streamlining it Rising tides raise all boats. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's much quicker than it was on version 1. Yes. It, it could be better. Oh, it could be a lot better. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And unfortunately, again, most of that is just artifacts of version 1 that weren't completely addressed before version 2 came out. So when Millicent disappeared and we stopped having a dedicated maintainer for 30k... It was just kind of, well, let's just slap Band-Aids on everything. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much what we have at the minute. Um, Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, but people probably don't realize, you know, how much work you guys put in just to make it work again. Yeah. um, Like, for Thousand Sons, the way I did that was I wrote a work in progress, a a separate cat file on my local machine. Mm-hmm. as a work in progress where i literally just wrote up the entries uh put in all the options and then saved that as a separate file and uploaded on my dropbox and then gave everybody in the chat a link to that so that whoever had the time could take the units that i made in the whip page and copy paste them into cal make the implementations and then release. But again, where that kind of broke down was that was at the same time that we were planning on having a rewrite. So we were going to hold off on releasing Thousand Suns until the rewrite was done so that Thousand Suns would already be optimized as part of the rewrite. Mm -hmm. And, well, yeah, best laid plans of mice and men. Yeah, I I think there was a a few people clamoring for... um clamoring for thousands on Zoe. Uh, it, it was more than a few people. More um, than, yes. And the most common complaint we heard was, can we please get thousand sons? Because Quartermaster is not on Android and the only 
good list writing app on Android right now is Battlescribe. Yeah. Because, yeah, we iOS guys, we have Quartermaster. We There are like three different writing programs. But on Android, the only one that is released is Battlescribe and yeah. Reliable. Yeah, yeah, because there are other list builders out there, but they're not they're not great. No, they're not. And they're, they're not super reliable, and they're probably like our, the, the Battlescribe X-Wing repo is. I don't know if you ever took a look at that. That is maintained by one person. Yeah. It is one guy who maintains the entire X-Wing repo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But luckily, that's a small enough game to be, you know, manageable like that. Yeah. And it works, but that there are other game systems where you have limited amounts of people who work on them, and because of that, everything just runs slow. Um, 40k, thankfully, we have such a dedicated group. Um, it's real simple. Like we have one guy who does all the chaos stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one guy who does Space Marines. Um, he does Space Marines and Necrons, I think. That That's uh, Earl Bishop. I do all the non-Astartes Imperials, like I said. And then we have a couple other guys who do the other Xenos races. Yeah. And it just works. Because we have enough bodies and we have people who are willing to go and float into other cats and help out when we, the main maintainers, are not available, which is great. Unfortunately, with 30K, it's I have one cat, and pretty much I'm the only one who has one cat. Everybody else is just, hey, we work on whatever when we can't... Oh, no, no. I I stand corrected. I just thought of this. Uh, Zufa is the primary maintainer on the two Mechanicus cats. So, Tegmata and Questorus. Mm-hmm. He is the primary maintainer on those two. But when it comes to the Crusade Army list, it's just, yeah, sure, anybody can work on it. Just make sure you keep in touch with everybody so that we don't go wasting each other's work. Yeah, because I have seen instances on uh, Gitter where people have done, have re- done the exact same thing. Yeah, if you have two people working on the same file at the same time, at roughly the same start point, if one person finishes before the other, increments and uploads, the second person, once they finish what they do, they have three options. Option number one, increment above whatever person number two had their their thing set as. Which means that all their work is just wiped out by the upload from the other person. Mm -hmm. They can manually go into the code and move all their changes over into the one that is currently on the master without removing all the other changes. Or three, they can just submit it as conflicts and just throw everything into chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so chaos is what you need to avoid. Yes. So we we try to communicate a lot. Uh we use Gitter very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um 
because that's the best way to quickly communicate with people and it keeps the slightly off-topic conversation off GitHub and, and rules debates off GitHub, which is one thing. We try to have a united stance when it comes to rules. Uh, with the 40K one, we are very strictly rules as written. Yeah. Very strictly. If, if it is not raw, it's wrong. That means, yes, uh, for the artifacts from uh, Gathering Storm 1, mm-hmm. yes, if you have Celestine in your army allied to Tyranids, yes, your Tyranid Prime can take artifacts from the uh, artifacts of the Ecclesiarchy because he has <laughs> access to relics. Yeah. Bit crazy, but you know you've got to set. Uh, you've got to, you can't you know interpret in case they're they're wrong. For exactly, and and but it was would... funny enough. Uh, Earl actually went to the GW Facebook page. And he's like, "Is this right?" And they're like, "Well, as silly as this sounds, and as unintended as that is, yes, that is how it works. Rules as written." So hopefully yes, no you one all will can, do that though. Hopefully, but for all you guys out there who want something to make Tyranids better, go Unbound, add Call, add Celestine, take the relics of the Ecclesiarchy and the relics of the Mechanicus on all your Tyranids that can take relics. It's totally <laughs> legal. Oh, thankfully we're just Horus Heresy, so hopefully no no Tyranid players will hear that and come up with some nasty <laughs> combos. Well, they might. <laughs> I play Tyranids, so... <laughs> well, well, that's one of the things I personally, as a 40K, or 40K and 30K player, try to stress, is I have no problem with 30K playing against 40K. Oh, I mean, I mean neither, to be honest. It, it, there's, enough balance, there's enough balance in the, the list that I think they can handle it. Yes, um... 30k against certain Xenos tends to be a bit lopsided, but it's fine. Where I draw the line is when you're trying to have a mixed 30k and 40k list. Oh, yeah. No, I I wouldn't go there. (laughs) Myself, personally. I've seen a lot of people doing it, where they're taking Cult Mechanicus, Mechanicum, and... uh, in some cases, I've seen Space Marines and Astartes in the same list. That's just that's just crazy. Yeah, it is. I, but I can I could kind of get Mechanicum and Skitari. Yep, but not I Cult Mechanicum and, Mecha- and Mechanicum. Not Cult Mechanicus and Mechanicum. That yes, that doesn't make any sense. Well, no, I agree. And technically, anyway. <laughs> Skitari is technically in 30k anyway. Yeah. They just have the better Skitari because, well, Peltasts are awesome. And oh, the, the Securitari, yeah, yeah they are quite vicious. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I have no problem with 40k versus 30k. Yeah. And that's cool. So, so what armies do you play then in uh, 30k? In 30k right now, I'm working on a Talons Force. Ooh, nice. And I'm a... Uh, I'm a sign of the Ninth Legion. Blood Angels all the way. Nice. So you're, just, so you're waiting for the next book then? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so excited for Angelus because it is going to be so good. Um, I- I'm going to keep some of my speculation to myself, but that that book will be fantastic for myself, for Dark Angels players, and for Night Lords too. Like and anyone who I really play demons as well. Yeah, that too. That too. Add, adding new demon stuff will be really cool. And it'll be nice to see the first 8th edition book. Well, uh, if it goes to 8th edition. <laughs> a lot of rumors well, saying it'll just stick with 7th, but... Well, knows? there are rumors saying that they'll stick with 7th. Um, the, 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 the one thing I've seen that goes against that is, at the Weekender, they were... Somebody, I think it was Alan, Alan Bly, was yeah. quoted as saying that there will not be a separated rule set between 30k and 40k. 30k will always use the 40k core rules. Mm, I do remember seeing seeing him say that. Uh, I'm trying to think who was it that said that, that, that told me that. I can't remember. Uh, it was someone. I, I don't remember either. I just remember that blurb. I'm like, okay, so they're not doing the split rulebook, because that was back when the split rulebook rumor was running around. Mm-hmm. It still comes up. It still does, yes. Um... The the other thing that you kind of have to read into, but the other thing that I've seen that kind of confirms that 30K will eventually go to 8th edition is in the initial announcement. Now, this wasn't in the actual PDF, which is what tripped me up. But in the initial FAQ of what is 8th edition, on the Warhammer community page, they had footnotes like they do in the... Uh, regimental standards mm-hmm. and one of the footnotes was you may ask what impact this has on horse heresy well for now or well it won't for the time being yeah. comma yes Her- horse heresy will continue to use the seventh edition rulebook yeah it was right at the very bottom the double star i think it was yes um, they wouldn't have said for the time being if eventually it's not going to switch over to eight. Yeah, and I think briefly, uh, I saw a picture of it on Facebook. I think briefly the books, the black books, had moved to last chance to buy. I think they had, and then they moved back. I know all the Imperial Armor books are on last chance to buy. Yeah. So Imperial Armor, as we know it, is ending. Yes. I really hope they reset the numbers after this because I'm tired of first edition, second edition, but um the the Imperial Armor books as we know it are going out the way of the Codex. Yeah. Well I think the Fires of Caraxus am I got have I got that right? It wasn't gonna have a number, so Okay. I was not aware of the the only thing I knew about Fires of Caraxus was Tau and possibly Mechanicum. Uh, Tau, Mechanicum, and uh, uh, there was uh, Red, Red Scorpions. Okay, that that would make sense. But because, it was all the stuff oh, yeah, from 30 because there was, Yeah, because there was the rumor going around about uh, Carib Cullen reappearing in his fourth incarnation in a Leviathan Dreadnought. Yeah, I there, was a, there, was a, there was a picture from one of the open days um, of him. And I'm just trying to think. Um, Doom of Mine it. Doom of Mimeria, I didn't I don't think that had a number as well. Uh no, that was 
11, I think. Yeah, it was 11, but when it was reissued, it was it was without a number. That's possible. Um, and I think Siege of Rax was the same. Well, I think Siege of Rax, they omitted the number with Siege of Rax because it was combining, yeah, combining three some different books. books. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just going to have a look in the forward book. Yeah, yeah, Doom of My Maria, it's right here. No number. <laughs> okay. But Heard yes. it here. No more, no more numbers on IA. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Pfizer Caraxis was uh, without a number, at least in the stuff I saw um, when I've been to things when they talked about it. Oh, that um, I'd be okay with that. Um, I, I would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, cause because when, when you have to quote, oh, it's an Imperial Armor Two Second Edition, it's a, it's a bit of a bit yeah, of a the, the whole. The whole IA three SE shorthand as a Tau player, yeah, I I, I learned that shorthand very quickly. Mm. Yes, but uh, I suppose that's a reason why Fires of Caraxes has been delayed for so long. Oh, I, I would say that is a safe assumption that they originally were going to release it before it came out, and then it just got pushed back. I would say that is a perfectly safe assumption. Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, I'm just yeah, because the the book. I mean, I think the pictures I seen. They had a, a Leviathan that was that was Cullen, his his incarnation as a, a dreadnought. He was going to be in a Leviathan. Yeah, and um, uh, a Mastodon, and a few other Forge World goodies. Uh, that you would know, be really cool. Goodies, uh, Mechanicum stuff as well, like uh, Phalax and. That would actually really make sense, though, because we know that 40k miniatures are getting day one rules from forge world so everything that is currently currently has rules in 40k will have rules including all the forge world stuff day one they've said said that much including all the forge world stuff yes i asked the so, question myself you know will will forge world stuff have a uh, have because my 40k ultramarines well they're, they're, mm-hmm. just, they're just my 30k ultramarines really and it's a lot of forge world stuff so so i want i wanted them to have rules they one and they said yes that 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 is one of the best things they could do because we all know how much forge world loves dragging their feet getting us rules Oh yes, it took it took a while to get uh, updates for Horus Heresy from sixth to seventh. It was it was a bit of a was a bit of a horrible wait that was. Uh, that that I do remember that I didn't play Heresy at the time, but oh, I no, do remember either, that. I just remember from my friends who did play Horus Heresy. It was a, it was like I don't know how this is supposed to work now. Yeah, um, well, it took even longer for the Baydab stuff to get updated to seventh. Mm-hmm. As I recall, it was forever in three days before they update released the Baydab faq and once they finally re- released that everybody's like oh well now half this stuff really sucks and it's like well blame forge world yeah. i don't know although they did have chapter tactics out um quite qu- quite reasonably quickly for space for the, the space marines yes the chapter tactics did come out right away just the special characters didn't yeah, and of course, then they told us that uh, Codex Inquisition was coming in the same. Yeah, and, and which then invalidated half of that FAQ anyway. Yeah, gotta love it. Oh yeah, but Forward World are, are are a pain in the bottom when it comes to getting stuff FAQ'd. Oh yeah, and 
no, then there was the comment from the one uh, panel at Weekender, which now in hindsight makes sense, of Alan Bly saying, no, we don't think you need an FAQ. In hindsight, knowing that 8th edition is coming makes sense now. But initially it was like, okay, so everybody is clamoring for an FAQ and you're telling them, no, we don't think it needs an FAQ. Sorry. It would be nice if we got an FAQ because we're still sticking with 7 for now, but... (laughs) Yeah, um... I still could see us not getting an FAQ simply because they're just going to roll all that into 7th edition when they release it. Yeah. Or 8th edition, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a few complaints from people, you know, oh, we bought the, uh, we bought the book and, you, uh, you know, and it's going to be out of date by, by the time we, uh, you know, we get all the units out. Yeah, that, that is, that is another annoyance. The fact that, um, yeah, Custodes have the jet bikes and the Sagittars, but for Sisters, it's still you're building your entire army from the Sisters of Silence box. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that box doesn't have half the options that you can have in a Talons Force. And it's just a pain in, pain in the butt. Yes, I'd hate to be a sisters player right now. Um, I know a couple of sisters players, and I know they are they are they are hating the fact that they they've got so little options at the minute. Yeah, um, like like I said, I'm building a Talons army right now, and I'm building it to be 30k and 40k compatible. Ah, which is a pain because the vehicles are different. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I haven't even touched vehicles yet. I've just been working on units. Yeah, and uh, like my custodes, I'm running three man squads, and it's like, all right, so I have enough bodies here where I can move all but three of these guys to 40k, and the three I can't move, well, they're going to be Sagittarius anyway, so that's okay. Mm. But just the way, like Forge World gave you so many options. He- here's my number one complaint about the Talons, um, the Vexella. Oh, from, the, the, uh, being on the wrong... Yeah. Yes, yes, the Vexilla is on the wrong hand. You literally cannot take a Vexilla without heavily converting a miniature in 30k. Yeah, they've released the kit and then changed the, the, the rules. It's, it's a bit of a pain in the bottom. It really is, and I think that just boils down to Forge World kind of doing their own thing without really consulting... Mm-hmm. They do do a lot of that. Yeah, they're really good at that. Sometimes um, it's great, but sometimes it's a pain in them. Uh, you know, it's, it's an absolute pain in the arse. Indeed, indeed. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, back on the Battlescribe topic, now that we've talked about my <laughs> what I play. Yeah. Um, yeah, Thousand Sons, we just released it. Um, the next project is going to be Space Wolves. Yeah, getting um, those little nibbly little things fixed. If anybody does want to help, uh, we we welcome any help we can get. Uh, just go to github.com. Uh, actually, github.com slash bsdata. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Just go there. Um, 
figure out what you want to help with. And that's also where you find all the different repos. Every single repo is at github.com slash bsdata. Yeah, because what, what you can do with now is more help. Exactly. And we are always willing to accept more help for... for okay. Um, just go on the GitHub, find us, uh, put in a join request... One of us can add you right in, and then all we ask is that you join us on the Gitter, which is .im dash BS data or slash BS data uh, slash W40K or slash horse dash heresy, depending on which Gitter you want to go to, and just keep an open con- open line of conversation with us on there of what's going on. And we can gladly have more people help us because we need all the help we can get. Yeah. So if, if, if you if you're using that battle scribe and you're getting sick and tired of why isn't this done yet, if you can help, help. Yeah. And like I said, if you have battle scribe on a PC, you have the raw you have the data editor at your fingertips. It is literally downloaded with every download for PC. So if you have Battlescribe on PC, you can edit the data files. So that means you can join us on GitHub, download the repo from GitHub, edit those files, and then just re-upload them to GitHub, and then we can release them to the app spot so that everybody else has access to those files too. And every little helps. As I said, I've done maybe half a dozen weapon profile fixes. Uh, but that is a big help because while we're working on things like the next thing I said I'm going to be working on is the Sinester. While I'm working on that, I don't really have time to go hunt down through the Crusade Army list through every unit and make sure every gun has a profile. And if it is something that is a shared profile, make sure it's actually linked as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the the last one I did was the Cyclonic Melter Lance. It was for some reason missing Melter. <laughs> yeah, all that that happens all the time, and that could be just something we forgot to add, or it could be something that somehow accidentally got deleted. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's basically what what you need right now is more more help, so more volunteers. Exactly, um, and like people said, to report bugs. Yes, yes. Please, please, if you come across any bugs. I cannot stress this enough. Please report the bugs. Please go on the use voice and vote up on any issues that you see that strike home to you. Especially keywords right now. Especially the keywords. That is going to be so important. Yeah. And that is how we keep on top of things. Okay. So, uh, is there anything you'd like to add before we finish? Or... If you think you think um, you covered it, no, I think that's about it. Um, like I said, we always could use more help. We 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 have yet to turn anybody away. As long as you're able to communicate with us and keep going with the group and not constantly conflict the file, you're golden. 
Okay, brilliant. Well, thanks for coming on the show, John. Um, and uh, I will, uh, as I said, I'll put those links in the show notes and uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, bites out of that. No problem. Um, if anybody else wants to get a hold of me regarding Battlescribe or anything else, um, on Twitter, I am at King Overlord. King Overlord, um, yeah. Like you said earlier on Gitter, on Gitter and GitHub, I am at Alphalos. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, John Kissinger. Um, hit me up, send me messages, tweet me, whatever. Whatever you need, whatever information you need to get started on helping us out, just hit me right up. I'll help you out best I can. Yep, he's a good guy. <laughs> and if you listen to other podcasts, you'll probably hear, you'll probably get used to his voice because I think you're, you're going to go on a few of the others as well. I, I hope so. Um, I haven't heard anything else from other people, but I really hope I do because this is something that we're really trying to get out there and help people understand that we're trying to work better for you guys. But while we're working better for you, we need you guys to help us do so. Yeah, definitely. Okay, brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us, John. And uh, and uh, as I said, I'll put all those links in the show notes and hopefully we'll get some more help out of this. Okay. Alrighty, thank you very much. No problem. interview with john and um i hope some of you found that uh insightful uh and i apologize for the segues we made during it um so let's have yep. a look at the games we've played recently so we'll start off with uh the uh betrayal of the bunker and i'm gonna let graham take the lead for most of this because uh i was actually asleep for half of it yeah, you were indeed so um so this was actually a proper tournament so not our normal um set of games where we play narrative um and even when we have all day events there are narrative team based events rather than individual tournaments you know best general kind of old school stuff so this was a bit of a challenge for us really because we haven't played in this arena for a long time and you're always worried about how much is what are people going to bring and am i going to be too tournamenty not tournamenty enough it's a real difficult one so so what we had is we had a couple of practice games from michael and i and sort of general discussions with people around the area as to what they were bringing so um this is what I took along. So it's a pretty, I think, a fairly evil list. There's nothing nice about it, really, um, if I'm completely honest. But, you know, it was a tournament, and that was the kind of brief that we had. So it was a 2,000 points, which also is a fairly limiting factor in playing Heresy. So I've chosen to take the um, Loyalist Iron Warriors uh, of Keir Vallon, as mentioned previously, because I've painted a nice figure for him. Um, and he's a very useful figure. He's got a lot of... Um, bonuses in terms of force multiplying things so if you haven't played against him he's got three really useful abilities the first one is um he gives any 
one of his units in the deployment zone re-rolling ones and with my dice rolls that's imperative uh, the second thing is that he can boost a fortification or a defense line. So if you have fortification, he can add plus one to its uh, armor value, making an armor value 15. Uh, or if it's a defense line, you can reroll cover saves of one behind it. So another really useful ability. Uh, and his third one is shatter assault. So basically once per game, uh, he can make you make a disorganized charge against him. So he's got a lot of really good things. He comes with a, a paragon blade. He comes with a Volkite charger. He's got a... Uh, Otis for armor and a four plus invon and he's 195 points so he's no slouch this guy he's pretty handy so really really good character to have uh, for an iron warrior if you're a loyalist um i then had a centurion my trusty master of signals who i never leave home without and, and he was there really because there's two really useful things to the master signals from my point of view first of all uh, he's got all of the electronic gizmos in the world, so he's got all his scanners and Cognos signums and stuff. Uh, the second one is the actual Cognos signum itself being able to give you plus one to your ballistic skill for a round rather than shooting. And the, the lastly is his actual orbital bombardment is pretty useful. And, um, I, you know, you, that can be a bit of a game changer, particularly if you hold it off till later on in the game, which I tend to do. Uh, and then finally, I had a Centurion uh, with the um, Primus Medicaid ability so he was very good um terminator armor the, the limited edition model painted him up quite okay uh, so he was there as well so that was my hq choices i then had my trusty rapier weapons battery which was just the quad heavy uh, which actually was sorry was i had two quad two rapier batteries one with two laser destroyers in and one with three quad heavy bolters in and these are kind of my go-to things. The laser destroyers were there to give me some anti-tank. The AP-1 on the laser destroyers is really useful, uh, particularly at range. Um, and the, the other rapier battery, it's just sheer volume of shots. 18 shots, twin-linked, uh, is a very good thing. And the Iron Warriors get that special ability, shatter shells, so uh, you have to make pinning tests if you take wounds, which is useful. You know, not great, but useful. So that was my elites. My troops um, was uh, two tactical squads. Uh, in rhinos, uh, one with a, with a, the sergeant had a power fist, uh, the other guy just had a melter bomb, um, and then so that was my two troop choices. So already I was kind of, you know, had to sacrifice troop choices to put big stuff in, uh, which was the, the 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 plus and minus I suppose of the two thousand point list because two troop choices in a game where only troops are scoring uh, is it, pushing your luck a bit, as I found out as I played, and then in my heavy support things I had my iron havoc support squad. So they're a very good, useful unit, um, all with missile launchers with, with frack, crag and flak to give me some anti-aircraft. Uh, they also have give you minus one to your cover saves um, when they shoot at you. And the sergeant had the augury scanner. So I had him and I had the master signals for anybody who was going to deep strike in or anything crazy like that. So that was all good. I then had two Medusas because I have to take at least some tanks. Um, and then after that, I had a Tyrant Siege Terminator squad, which is six of them. Uh, in in that squad, and they were phenomenal. Um, the Tyrant Siege Terminators have this Cyclone Missile Launcher, which is great because it's basically two um, two missile launchers, basically 48-inch range. They're absolutely devastating. Uh, and then I had I didn't have any rights of war, uh, but I did have a defense line with an ammo dump because, again, my re-rolling one. So it's a strong list. That I'll not lie to you. That's designed to sit there at the back and shoot the crap out of people uh, as best it can struggles a bit with high armor as uh, we found out so mike that's that was my list for those of you who haven't fallen asleep um so i can talk about the games a bit so my first game was against mike and it was mechanicum so my um hard-nosed 
school of uh, mechanic and killing came into uh, play here in a big way. But it was an absolutely spectacularly good game, this one, because it was so close. It was unreal. And it all went down to the last turn of the dice, really. So um, I'm trying to remember Mike's list, but it was it had a lot of really cool stuff in there, a lot of nasty stuff. The Volturax were in there. Uh, with their haywires and all not all that nonsense. Um, he had a, a couple of, uh, um, what's the ones called? With the Darkfire cannons. Um, basically, a lot of big robots. Um, he had some of those Skitari Titan Guard. Um, Securitari. Securitari, there you go. Um, they weren't the haywire ones, but they were the other ones. They were still pretty nasty. Yes, and the they ones um, the, the ones with the sort of um, is it the palasts? The one with the um, spears? No, I think those are the ones with haywire. These are the ones without the haywire. Uh, I, I, anyway, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not as had. familiar with them as yeah. I'd like to be. <laughs> you don't want to be familiar with them. Trust me, they're bloody horrible. Um, and he had them in a uh, armored conveyor um, with and armoured conveyors I have a little bit more respect for than I had previously because they're a pain in the ass, particularly as we found out later in the game. So he had quite a lot of guys with um, Mauler bolt cannons as well, which I've generally ignored because we're playing armour breakthrough. However, they become a major pain when you have mainly armour um, you know, value three guys running around because they shred them for breakfast. So there was a lot of that going on. Uh, I put a lot of shooting into his guys to try and thin him down a bit. He got close, gave me a bit of a smack around. And in the end, uh, all I had, it was a shatter strike one, which I, which I remember rightly. Let me just grab my book so that I don't forget. Um, this is the one where you have to get into the deployment zone to score points. Um, and I'd managed yes. to kind of thin his guys down, but not enough. He had, because he had uh, the text rolls, the, you know, one of the best troop choices, you know, your big squad of them, they're all fearless. They're going nowhere. And you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to put enough shots into these guys to get through. A lot of fear on a plane as well, which makes things even worse. Really, under- so sh- really underestimated unit. Yeah, and a, a very, very good scoring unit. You know, one of the best scoring units I think you could get because just by the fearlessness and that you could put big squads of them together makes it a bit of a challenge. And is it the, not they, possible. Is it the ones that they can take that huge marine-killing flamer? No, those are the secateurs of Colum, but they're not called that. Um, they're, they're they're only like in units of five. The the killer with the um, in what they called eradication, eradication engines. Yeah, well, really are eradication engines. I mean, they were just if you have to face a squad of them and you've got you haven't got a Terminator armor on, you've had it. There's nothing you can do about it. You're just going to be taking off handfuls of models. Yeah, I've I've been like that <coughs> when uh, when facing Christians, Panicum. Uh, mm-hmm. To be fair, and I've talked to Christian about this, um, they're expensive. You know, they're not a cheap unit, but my word, do they, do they kick it out. Oh, they are um, very expensive when they, for the points. So, basically, this all came down to the last turn. And what happened is, I, in the last turn, I tried to run my guys past his remaining uh, Mauler bolt cannon um, robots uh, and managed to do that, but I completely forgot that the armoured conveyor that was sitting in the corner that had already got rid of its Securitari squad that I'd killed was sitting there just waiting for me to do this very move because it obviously was then shooting my guys who weren't in any cover. It's AP3, boom, you know. So basically I had two units 
in the last turn that were in the deployment zone. We should have won me the game if I'd positioned them slightly better. But anyway, Mike, I've got to be honest with you, played an absolute blinder. I really, really enjoyed this game. It was a f- excellent game. I mean, he's a good player, and it was a fantastically painted army as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's a nice guy. Oh, yeah, it was a thing of beauty. So, a really, uh, really great club. Which club's he from? The Warlords, Newcastle Warlords. Yes, I think he is, yeah. yeah. I mean, I need to get up really, there sometime. I've been there, actually, to play X-Wing. It's pretty good. Um, but anyway, really good good guy, really great game. The best game I had of the day by, you know, by some way. It was awesome. Um, really close. We weren't quite sure who was going to win it right up until the last throw of the dice. You can't wish for any better. Mm. And so that was good. For a tournament, I was surprised, um, to be honest with you. Um, but it was a really cracking game. So he won that. So fair play to the guy. Um, actually, there's another interesting slight diversion about Battle of the Bunker, I suppose. When we got there, um, it was like this guy had turned up with a five-night list at two and a half thousand, two and a half, two thousand points. And it was like, Jesus, this is what we're gonna, this is why we don't play tournaments. But it was what was weird, I suppose, was, you know, I think about heresy, I think, is there's a bit of a sort of self-regulation going on. People tend to not do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In our, in our local meta, anyway, I think people bring tough lists for sure, but we don't tend to bring, you know, all the super heavy lists, you know, all the really nasty stuff that you could possibly do. There was a little bit of balance there. And yeah. I think the guy's a bit like, oh, God, why have I brought this list? But, I, you know, I think he's actually said he's bringing his Night Lords next time, which is good. Mm-hmm. But it was it was interesting. You know, people, here's a weird sort of self-regulation thing about this, which is which I long may it continue. Otherwise, we'll end up how 40k got. So, Anyway, that was my first game, we so just, I lost that. We just need to keep certain people out of the game. <laughs> yes, that's exclusive. <laughs> that's what we're all about, exclusive, exclusive game, the, no, the master uh, race. Everyone's oh. welcome in it, just <laughs> yeah. hopefully they're mature enough to realise that it's a... Uh... Yeah, and, and to be fair, it was a good guy, it was nice to, you know, nice fella. Yeah, I think, um, he, was, I think he was just shocked at how effective the 2,000 points of knights would be. Yeah, but they weren't... It wasn't like somebody had just got, you know, two and a half renegade box sets and put them together. These were Forge World Knights. They mm. weren't, you know, they were the Mechanicum only or whatever they, whatever rule it is, knights. They weren't the ones that you can just go down to games with and buy. They were the, the real deal. And so that, you know, that was a proper list in that regard. If you're going to do it, do it that way. Don't and just the, bring up the knights them. list itself in Heresy is not uh, a simple, as simple as the... Um as the, the the games workshop list as well you know no, you've got troop choices you've got you've got to give them ranks and yep that is true so anyway that was my first game it was very very good i really enjoyed it i was very close i'm just uh i think it was, i think it won by one point or two points or something mike can probably set me right on that one but it was a well-deserved victory from him anyway um, absolutely 100% did not deserve to win that because he played a better game so, so that was cool so that was my first game uh, now my second game because I would lost I went rocketing down the ranks as you do in tournaments but generally speaking whenever that's happened to me in the past I generally get a better game because you know you have more fun down there so the next one was War of Lies this was against Connor and um, this was a Raven Guard army if I remember rightly um, which was quite interesting um and he had he had a, a lot of bad luck in this game. Actually, I've got to be honest. I'd had my shooting army list, and his he didn't have a lot of things to get his guys across the board quickly. And this particular um, battlescape, there wasn't a great deal of cover either, if I'm honest. So all of the sort of evil gods of chaos, even I was playing loyalists, um, aligned to um, you know make things great for me, not so good for him. But the um, 
it, it, I was, it was basically shredding his army a bit. I remember he had a um, one, one or two Venators in his army list, which was quite cool to see. I like those tanks a lot. Um, he had the special unit, the elite special unit for the Raven Guard. The, I can't remember what they're called, but they're good at deep striking anyway. However, this did kind of lead to his undoing. Mm. Um, he had a lot of stuff infiltrating, which is all, all usually great against me, but obviously without the big tanks, it didn't make a much of a difference. And he had a big old um, heavy support squad, um, which was, I think, was Las Cannons, possibly, if I remember rightly. Mm. I think it was Las Cannons. But he had like a big 10 man squad of them, and he put them uh, in on top of a, a um, bastion that was one of part of the scenery, um, which did. F- be their undoing because obviously they shot the first turn and everything at my reducers which they ripped through fair enough um but i wasn't too bothered because the next turn i had my tyrant siege terminators literally wiped them off the board because they were all firing you know two shots each um little blast templates and yeah. it was just shooting fish in a barrel really so it you know it took a few hits there and then to make matters even worse for the poor guy uh, he deep struck this really awesome squad that i think would have been a game changer because he'd managed to get some guys coming in via um, outflanking mm-hmm. right up against my guys, and I was, I was struggling a bit at that point. But this is the joy of holding back that console to a very you know useful point in the game, because it was basically... So w- once he deep-struck, um, I could basically then use the, uh, the blast templates from the consoles, the master signals, to mm-hmm. basically wipe that unit out in that turn, and that was kind of game over at that point. So I won that one, which was good. It was a very nice game. I mean, it, it took it in good humour, and we had a lot of laughs. You know, it's like, I couldn't believe how unlucky he was on some of these rolls. Um, so it was one of those sort of very good-humoured games, but I think just the sheer weight of firepower that I had was, was not going to work against his army. He really struggled to get through it. So, so I won that one. And then the next game um, was against Anthony, and this was against Salamanders. So you don't see many Salamanders these days. No, you don't. Um, uh, not since Aaron went off to university. Mm-hmm. I think I saw, I played against one at the Imperial Truth event in Cardiff. That was the last time I saw a Salamanders about. And um, it, was a, it was a fairly standard army. Um, he had this uh, guy who was, he put into sort of tank, he had a spe- uh, psycho, a librarian, and I think he sort of used some sort of combination of rules to make him nearly unkillable. Uh, unfortunately, I think I killed him before he got his psychic power off. Which <laughs> would so um, so that was kind of one of his main things was to use this guy to kind of tank across the board with a big um, Terminator squad. So unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. So it was just me shooting more people as they came towards me, and the inevitable um, destruction ensued. Regrettably, so good game good game and that was a lot of fun as well there was a lot of laughs in that because it was kind of that sort of gallows humor because he realized that once this guy had gone the rest of his army was going to struggle and it, and it unfortunately did so good three games to be honest with you um there was there was nothing bad about them they were all played in a really good spirit there wasn't that sort of win at all costs um attitude from any of the players that i saw uh, to be honest with you, it was it was like a, a very chilled event all round and well run. Uh, it's a good event. It's next to McDonald's, which is always good. Um, and you had a nice sleep on the sofa? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, 
Well, my list was not not anywhere near as uh, bad as I thought it was going to be. Because uh, you were worried about that, and I thought I, I thought your list was worse than mine. To be honest with you. Well, I played a game against uh, uh, Stuart and John, um, an Iron Warriors mm-hmm. player and a Raven Guard player, um, uh, about a week beforehand, and it tore them apart. So totally did. I was very worried, and that included um, Perturabo in it. Um, yes. So, yeah. Uh, but it had uh, it was basically two tactical squads, um, bare bones, um, uh, three quad mortar rapiers um, with uh, phosphex shells. Uh, because I had a siege breaker, uh, used the limited edition on mm. from Warhammer World with the, uh, yep. with the Thunderhammer, uh, yep. a Spartan with uh, five cataprachi in it, uh, and a, uh, a Primus Medicaean Cataprachi armor. Oh, and yes. uh, what else was there? There was a um, Kerry's Assault Cannon uh, Contempt of Mortis to provide me some anti-air. Yes, so that is a strong list, mate. Um, I mean, those prospects go nasty. I played my first game against the Alpha Legion. Yes, and that was a really nicely painted army as well, if oh, I remember that was rightly. A lovely painted army. I, was... I like the Alpha Legion color scheme, Mark. I think it looks spectacularly yeah, good. It was, it was really nice, but. That was a, uh, uh, it was a, it was a uh, draw in the end, um, but it was a tough one. I think I would have won had I not forgotten about his saboteur that he left in my deployment zone. Uh, I ended up forgetting about his saboteur in my deployment zone because it just stood there. Right. He did nothing with it. it just, right. It killed my Medusa. <laughs> And then it yes. sort of disappeared, and he didn't move it or touch it for the rest of the game. So I started classic Alpha Legion tactic. I forgot it was there. Oops. Um, my quad mortars did a nice amount of damage. My yes. Terminators um, did well. I destroyed his Contemptor um, and uh, disabled his Spartan in the first in my first go. Um, so it was okay, but I made a few mistakes. Storm Eagle, sorry, not a Storm Eagle, a Fire Raptor. And yes. My my contemptor just couldn't couldn't deal with it and it's annoying because really? it just normally it's so good at it yeah but this time it just couldn't do a thing it just couldn't touch it it just kept every time it did touch it it jinked yep and it got, got the four plus yeah it was actually it, that's an interesting thing do you how do you play the uh when i i've had people have tried to argue the toss that if the if it jinks the side turrets can still fire at full ballistic skill and i've always argued that's not the case i've never fired them at full ballistic skill when i've jinked. yeah um, but it's one of those things saying about the the actually one of the rules controversies around that model is how far it can fire isn't it did we talk about that last week but didn't we yeah 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 um but it was um yeah, no, that was a that was an interesting game, and then because we had an odd number of people, I took a buy in the second round um, to let people, um, you know, so that the the guy who who was step, was not playing in the first round volunteered to do it for the second round, and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to let him do that. So nah. I took so I took the buy, uh, which yeah. and Justin gave me ten pounds store credit for that, which was really nice. Very nice. I uh, didn't expect it. I just was I was just more interested in people taking the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Ended up getting some blood letters with that because you know who doesn't need more blood letters? Um, well, I don't, but well, you do. I, don't. <laughs> I do for my corn army in AOS. Yes, um, totally. And I ended up having a kip on the sofa for the whole. You did. Day. You looked. You looked blissful in your in your sleeping. I must say, I the sleep of a happy. I just sort of closed my eyes and woke up a couple <laughs> hours later. 
and I found out that Andrew, uh, who runs uh, the the Warhammer Club, um, uh, had popped in as well. Apparently, he took a photo of me. Yes, I took a photo of you and put it on the internet because obviously yes, I would. I saw that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, he sent me a message we'll saying, "You put that so in our put that in our, in our program notes as well, yeah. just for people to see how happy." Uh, the co-host of this was having a little yeah. sleepsy. So yeah, so I got sent a message saying, "Yo, you look so peaceful." <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, that and that was that. And then my second game, well, the third game, uh, was actually against the same opponent. Yes, which was a bit, eh, but there was only unlimited uh, pools. There weren't too many people there, unfortunately. And of course, he knew how I played. I knew how he played. So you'd think, yeah, it's going to be a bit different, but. No, my um, he, 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 his Alpha Legion tactics were um, too good. Infiltrate, That's a good. Infiltrated some um, Volkite uh, culvering guys, a full squad of ten of them. Um, Ouch! At the opposite side of the board from my quad mortars, and Lost. they hurt because right. they, they, I was in range of them, but they were just yeah. out of range of me. Right, got you all dotted in a line and yes. they hurt got you <laughs> um and um he selected tanks because obviously i had free reducers um we did have oh, a bit yeah. of discussion as do the rhino count as a unit yeah i must have it's, an, it's a, that's an actually a, a good question for the listeners here because i say they don't because it says dedicated transports aren't scoring yeah so yeah. therefore but they do have the tank type. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a little so, confused. It's, it's like when uh, when you play uh, um, the 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 one the Blood Feud, and yes. uh, have a, a and oh, not Blood Feud. Um, yeah, it's Blood Feud. Any, right, where you oh, anything no, I know with more surviving most surviving units. Uh, yeah, and there's also the one because there's also the one where tanks are scoring. Yeah, I can't remember which which mission that is. Actually, I've got the book in front of me. I can have a look, couldn't I? Um, yeah. But anything There's, where it's, it's most scoring unit, well, most surviving units, do you count the dedicated yeah. transport as a unit See, I in wouldn't, itself? I wouldn't, which does actually make it a little bit unfair when you're taking a Spartan as a as a dedicated transport. You know, because it's like, you, how many units have you killed? Well, you've killed one because yeah. you've killed, which does seem a bit unfair. We need a ruling, and we should probably, in our next event pack, say that if you've got a dedicated transport, it, and it's in terms of the number of units killed... It counts because you because you could effectively, you know, hide the fact that you've um, just spent you've just killed a four hundred point unit, but you're not getting any points for it effectively. So might be worth seeing if Greg's it. already ruled on it in his um, his event pack for Lawns and Heresy. Actually, yeah, that's a good idea. That would be useful. I think one of the things we talked about is getting a sort of standard these sorts of things. Like say, is it scoring? Is it not scoring? Because we know they're not scoring in terms of you can't just drive a Rhino up and. and claim it's scoring but things like units and um particularly things where something's uh tank type for example does it actually score yeah so um we shall see we shall see uh, anyway, so, yeah. anyway so so that on, was mate. that was my game it was it, i got ripped apart very quickly uh saboteur came in took out all my medusas um uh it was it was brutal Got you. Again, the Fire Raptor was his MVP. I just couldn't couldn't hurt it. You see, usually they, they don't do that well, but he must have been playing that particularly well. I suppose, you know, it's a useful unit to get, particularly with the AP3 Strength 6, 7, Strength 6 guns, mm. you know, 
12 shots or whatever it is, that can be pretty useful. But it's, you've got to get your shots right with that thing, haven't you? Because it's only really got that one gun at the front. I suppose it's got yeah, the two sides. It was, it was just, I mean, the uh, the Volkite cover runs were brutal. Because I had a so what, tactical squad. They're heavy four, aren't they, or something? Heavy four, strength five, are they? Heavy four, strength five, 48 inch range. Is it 48 inch range? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, might be further than that. 48 sounds right. I'm going yeah. to have a look now. Got you. Um, but yeah, they were able to. They dominated one whole side of the board and they kept making all of their saves. Bastards. Uh, Nothing more depressing when somebody cheats the odds by actually making their saves and you you roll, you know, I can roll three dice for three three plus saves and get two and a one. No bother. In fact, almost with alarming frequency. Yeah, it was. So. Just, uh, <laughs> I, couldn't, I could not touch them. What's the range of the prospects then? Because that would that would just murder them. Because that's AP three, isn't it? Uh, Thirty six inches. Ah, uh, yeah. So I was a bit. Yeah. Um, it's one of those units. Is whether do you put it forward so that you get everything, or do you put it back so it's not getting shot by smaller arms? It's a it's a tricky decision that one. Yeah, All so in the deployment. Volkite culverin is forty five inch range. Oh, with strength six. Yes, that's right. And then it's got the deflagrate rule as well. Of course, yeah. So actually, the heavy armour is in the Tide of Carnage, which is any addition to usual scoring units, all vehicles of the tank type. So the question is, is it still a scoring unit for a dedicated transport and it's a tank type? Mm-hmm. Answers on a postcard, please, too. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, so, so those that, were your two games. That, well, those were my two games. I, I lost both of them. But I did get uh, best best game so uh considering it was both against the same opponent i think there might have been a pity vote in there definitely somewhere <laughs> um and i got a free shipping vo- voucher as a result so for four oh yeah that is useful very useful as we discussed about the 12 percent tax on shipping yeah I haven't, so, used, I haven't used it yet but well give us a shout when you do so i'm sure there's something i probably want to buy I might use it <laughs> i might i might use it next month because i've i've got my eye on a space walls contemptor okay very good. So, all in all, I enjoyed the day. I've got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed bit, it. I was a bit nervous at first because it was a tournament and I hadn't played a tournament in Heresy. And I was worried about the 40k, you know, win at all costs, uh, non-narrative approach slipping into it. But it didn't really happen that I saw. Um, and it was basically, the way we looked at it was it was a day's gaming, you know, just three games. And yeah, you know, it was loyalists fighting loyalists and what have you all a bit weird but you know it was a day's gaming and that, that was the main thing it was, that was it your was, first time at Battle Bunker wasn't it it was actually yeah I liked it a lot I think it's got a lot of promise it's got a lot of prospects it's a nice airy area you know it's not cramped there's tons of tables there like mm-hmm. uh, it's a big old unit that they've got there um, his coffee is excellent by the way it has <laughs> weirdly enough I really like his coffee he's got um, a proper coffee percolator for you know, you can buy a coffee there. It's actually really nice. So weird, but nice. So um, I thought it was good. I thought it was. You know, I know you put you put you helped him out with some of the scenarios and stuff, didn't you? To yeah, because he was he was he was just going to use Maelstrom. Yeah, and it's like oh and god. Some people were like, no, I don't want to use that. Not for heresy. It doesn't work. You know, what yeah. you know, only troops are scoring, and it's, it's yeah. It, 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 they've used okay. Maelstrom at. Um, at Warhammer World events, and people have made complaints there. So I just sort of said, "Look, this is this is what Warhammer World have done. They've used Maelstrom, and it hasn't gone down well with people." So mm-hmm. he, I, I showed him the missions in the book, and he was all like, "Yeah, that actually looks a lot better." 
and he yeah. got a lot of help from Forge World as well, who I think sent. He him. did, yeah. I think they gave him copies of the books. Got you. Oh, cool. So as long with, along with the the free shipping vouchers. Yeah. So we need to. You know, it's a good venue, um, and it was quite good to play in a different style. If I'm honest with you, you know, so, so you don't have to worry too much. But you can think, well, I'm just going to, you know, play with a lot of shooting and what have you. So that was quite cool, but. Um, yeah, I'd definitely do it again, I think, if I'm honest with you. And I think there is one, which we'll come on to in events uh, in a bit. So so that was the trial bank. All, all in all, it was a success. It was it was well run. There was no um, major balls ups or anything. It was all cool. Yeah, um, yeah it was a really good But it was event. a tournament. You know, it was a tournament. It wasn't a, you know, there was no narrative behind it, no story, no setting. It was basically who's the best player or got the best army list. But it was um, it was quite chilled out. Very chilled. So, like I said, a good day of you know three games against people who I haven't played before. Um, so that's always good. You know, good well, I'll probably preface this by the uh, winner being the uh, knight player. Yeah, that was the only downside. <laughs> yeah, but he, said he, he did say he's not going to do that next time. Got you. Um, and I would say that my best game of the day was against uh, Mike, and I would like to. Play, we'd very much like to play him again because I really enjoyed that, that game. Yeah, even though he's a Canadian player. Uh, but he got best painted I think he did he did I mean I've got some photos of it I'll try and put some more up because it really was a beautifully painted thing absolutely lovely army superb so yeah so a good day a nice day out um, for a bit of gaming and it wasn't too far to travel which is always cool yeah so what other games have we had so we've both actually played the listener uh, yes Graham Graham so I had a game with him on the Tuesday and you had a game with him on the Wednesday Mm -hmm. um which was really good fun. I mean, that was a cracking fun game, and his army is great. What a, what a good idea, this uh, Chaos Warrior conversions for the Mark III. Did you see his guys? Yeah, yeah. Mark, he's taken um, yeah Chaos Warrior bodies and um, modified them into Mark III armour. Um, yeah. So they've all got the cloaks um, hanging on the back of them. Um, mm. It's a Space Wolf army for those. Sorry. So it's a Space Wolf army, drop pod army, Um it was very cool it was really cool I really had a good game with him we had a lot of fun um, I can't remember who won I think I might have just edged it possibly but I, I think, I he, I think he did say you had won just yeah yeah it was pretty close so like, it's a very I, had a, I, I really toned my army list down because it was two and a half thousand points for this one so I had a kind of similar thing I used the Praetor Tribune which I haven't used for ever because um, I just fired a uh, non Kia Valen because obviously I was playing against baseball, so this was a traitor list. I had a martial signals, my um, obligatory go to guy, and the Primus Medicae again. I then had one quad weapons battery with just the heavy bowlers, uh, and then I had a Terminator squad with no transport, just in cataphracti, uh, power fists, and um, chain fists, and then and some lightning claws, and then I had three squads of troops this time. Two in rhinos, one without. Uh, tactical support squad, so that's a, with plasma guns, which always disappoint me. Unfortunately, they didn't, they didn't let me down in that regard uh, this time. And then in heavy, heavy support, I had my Iron Havocs again. I had two Sikarans, because I was playing the Hammer of Olympus, uh, Rite of War. Um, two Sikarans, both with Las Cannons on, and my now-painted Leviathan Siege Dreadnought. Mm -hmm. So he had, so, and I gave him Ceramite, Siege Claw and the Drill, uh, the Phosphex Discharger, and two Twin Link Volkite Calivers, which I always forget I've got them on the bloody model. So, yeah, I, I tend to do that as well. 
always forget. If I can't see the guns, it hasn't got them. Of course, they're at the front and you never see them. But um, uh, that was really good. That was a really good game. That Unless you're running away. Unless you're running away, yeah. So, um, that, got so, so, that many, was a, so many guns, though. Yeah, so many guns. But I didn't have any guns. I basically had him just for the close combat. I just wanted a close combat so thing. You got the two melters. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about them as well. Yeah, I just use them like a big bloody hell brute, really. It's just a big close combat thing that's quite cool. I remembered the, the um, Phosphex Discharger, but I don't think I actually fired it. Um, so this went particularly well for me. I think um, Graham had some pretty bad luck all around uh, his plasma guys. He had some big plasma squads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, two of them. Have ripped in quite bad. Um, but just sheer volume of fire kind of did for him again, unfortunately, um, particularly down the um, one of the flanks. I kind of won the centre ground, and once I got that, it was just a question of pushing up, because that was shutter strike again, so it's basically get stuff into the deployment zones. And mm. um, that, that gave me, I think I got two two squads, possibly three squads into the deployment zone, three scoring units maybe. So um, and by that point, I think I pretty much minced most of his army in the, the mass shooting that I had. So... But it was the list I had there. Um, I think it was a bit unfair. The Sakarans were tough to get through uh, mm. with his list because he had some melter guys, but obviously had to get close. But I also had the trusty augury scanners, so he knew that he couldn't get. So basically, I protected the tanks with one augury scanner and the other, and the um, Leviathan with another augury scanner got mm. squad to put, sort of give them something to think about. But he wanted a deep strike and try and melt my stuff to death. Um, and that worked very well from my point of view, but it made it very difficult for him, unfortunately. But having said that, he was a great, great opponent. Um, really good fun to play against. Travels around quite a bit with his work, so if you do get a um, get a chance to play him, I thoroughly recommend it because he's a really good guy. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that game. I had a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Really pleasant bloke. So one of the best people I played for for some time. So thank you for the game, Graham. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed my game with him the next night as well. I took a took my word bearers, um, seeing as he was playing space wolves. So you know, I took my yeah. traitors. Um, I had uh, a praetor with paragon blade, uh, digital weapon. Um, yes. Uh, what else did he have? The usual iron halo, Tartarus terminator yep. armor. It was basically okay. the praetor tribune model. Um, right. Okay. And uh, took some Tartarus terminators with a uh, heavy flamer. Yeah, um, in a Spartan, um, but without a flare shield. You rascal! <laughs> there was no flare shield on that. Oh, well. My my word that... bearers are a very limited army, so to basically to make up points in most games, I yes, have to take yes, the Spartan. The Spartan. <laughs> um, although hopefully that'll change because I've got Amara Gal here to paint up, and that should. And I'm thinking about giving them a Zippon fighter as well. So, okay. So that that'll help bulk them up a bit to give me some more choices. Um, yes. They're a Pride of the Legion based force, so the the two squad two squads of uh, term of uh, veterans, um, yeah. one with a couple of missile launchers and one with a couple of heavy bolters. Got it. Um, a squad of plasma uh, tactical support troops. Yep. Um, How do you find yours? Mine inevitably kill at least one of turn of themselves. That is. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe definitely kill, definitely kill one, one of themselves. Always I mean, I've only got five of them, and they always manage to at least kill one of themselves. Uh, Squad of ten, and yeah, they do kill themselves quite quickly. Um, mm. It's quite, it's quite sort of. Oh, why do you do that? <laughs> um, and I had a um, chaplain because you've got to take a chaplain uh, with the word bearers. 
Yep. Uh, there was a squad of Ashen Circle. Um, and oh, yeah, these are the sort of semi-demonic ones, aren't they? Uh, they... Like the mole, mole, whatever they are. Uh, the Galvorback are the demonic ones. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't take them because they're not painted up. Right. I'm, I'm trying to not play with unpainted armies. Yep, I'm the, the same. I, I, um, I think if somebody's come also, if somebody's come a long way to play, you want to yeah. come. Put, yeah, that was my that, that was my that was my aim. You know, put the put 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 the best stuff on on display. Yeah. And I took a heavy support squad with missile launchers. Um, now he he start he's obviously he's a drop pod list. And, yes. And uh, as you said, and it was um turn one and two he he did dominate it quite a lot by yeah popping in and knacking up um one of my vet squads in their rhino was gone um then quite quickly um the plasma squad's rhino was wrecked so they got out um they got one lot of shots out and that was it oh i took kerry's um assault cannon contempt mortis as well Nice. Because um, he said it was a drop pod list, and I thought, eh, well, I could do some intercepting. That got did get to intercept, didn't do very much. Uh, but no. then it got then it got killed by uh, getting shot by melter blasts in the back. That'll do it every time. Um, so yeah, he I had enough... these really cool. Actually, for those of you who haven't seen the photos, he had a really cool. Didn't use drop pods. He used these. Um, what are they like? I can't think. Like tunnelers. They're yeah, really, like um, I know it's sort of a different game, like but mole. they looked like the mole from yeah. Thunderbirds. Yeah, they looked awesome. It was a really clever idea as well, I thought. Um, yeah, different. It really added to the army's theme with those Chaos Warrior cloaks and stuff. And I think you said they were Unification Wars, so really old school. Um, sort of, we, we based them on the sort of really old school Space Marine stuff. So, And it looked it, and it really met the theme. It was a well, spectacular. He said his other army is squats. Yes, which I'd love to see. Hopefully, if he's listening to this, he can put some photos up of it, because I would really like to see that. Definitely. Um, love to see some squat. He says he uses that as an Imperial Guard army. Yeah. So, um, I think he said that uh, the, the guys uh, got a land... Um, is that a land Leviathan? Land? Something oh, right, the guy yeah. who makes his drop pods. He's yeah. got a land... Land something or other. A land right. cannon or land... Ah, you know when you know what it is because you, you saw squats a lot in um in Epic. Yes, I know the one you mean, like a big mole cannon thing that you could. Yes, I yeah, remember like talking big, about big it. cannon. Yeah, 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 um, and you could. Yeah, but it was basically like a tunnel. I think you could. Yes, I know the one you mean. Yeah, he said he's, he made one of those, hadn't he? Because it's like similar size to a coke can. You use one of these sort of mole barrier things as the front of it and stuff. I think. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so so he had those, and that that just really knacked me up. But then, because I deployed, thinking um, because we were playing Blood Feud, right? And for some reason, I I in my head, I should I, I should have deployed more internally, but I deployed yes. quite forward and spread out. Right. So, um, my forces on the one side, which were quite, you know, light infantry, you know, you know Marines, um, yeah. got mullered quite quickly. And then everything on the left side had been left alone. Right. So, and, and that included my Terminators. So, as soon as they turned around and started getting into combat, um, my, I was starting deleting his, his infantry units. Yes. Um, so... Cool. My Terminators and a squad of veterans with mis- missile launchers just took out what was left of his squads. Um, oh. And then he brought on his Storm Eagle, which is a nice scratch-built model. Oh, yes, that is a nice scratch-built model, isn't it? Yeah, much better than I could do. Yeah. Uh, just flies on, drops off a squad of uh, 
uh, of 20-odd Grey Slayers. Yes. Um, and we were at this point drawing, um, and I think, you know, I've got, to, I've got to take out that Storm Eagle to get the points, because I'm never going to yep. take out the full... I'm not going to get to uh, this full Scottish Grey Slayers to wipe them out with my uh, Praetor. Yep. Because um, my Praetor did, was doing all the hard work in terms of what, uh, doing stuff. Because I took Burning Law, which is a 30-point upgrade for um, uh, uh, for the uh, uh, word bearers. And mm-hmm. turns your, your character into a level 1 uh, Psyker that can right. take Biomancy or Telekinesis. Now, I've never taken either of these before. Um, right. Because I, I, when I play Psychic Powers, I tend to stick to Divination. Uh, who doesn't? You know that reroll. It's, it's is simple, so and the reroll is nice. So yes. I thought, you know, I'm I'm being game. I'm not gamey, uh, themey. Yes. And the word bearers are all about you know screwing with the warp. Totally, hundred percent. Go on. What and did I you do? Iron arm. <laughs> all right. Okay. Sorry, not iron arm. Warp speed. <laughs> okay. Right. Wow. So he the praetor was suddenly uh, he was. He pulled it off every single time. Uh, he even got—he did get perils one turn, but he, he managed right. to survive that. Um, and he was coming up with an extra free on his initiative, plus Bloody an hell. extra free attacks. Jesus! In addition to his yeah. digital weapons, yes, and the extra attack for charging. So he was getting eight attacks with a paragon blade. That'll do it. Now the first time I used him, he missed everything. And then when I was going through the squad, I was like, oh, that's a chaplain. I oh, yeah, re-roll. Yeah. yeah, re-roll. So I then re-rolled the eights and wiped out mm. the unit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well so played, sir. It was like, um, yeah, the, the, Praetor, the Praetor was, it's the first, probably one of the first times that I've, I've truly loaded up a character um, Got you. to try and turn them into a beast. Yes, it sounds like it. But I had, Watch out I had spare points, and yeah. I wasn't sure what else to do. You know, you could, you know, you you think, well, could I fit in this? Could I fit in that? Yeah, it wasn't quite enough. I didn't have quite enough points for um, uh, for uh, a flare shield for my Spartan. Got you, but you did for the thing. Yeah, so very good. Just enough for burning law, and I'm like, mm, I might take that next time. Cool. Uh, it was a fun. So- fun list so you enjoyed the game i really enjoyed the game I and mean, graham's a nice guy to talk to um yeah, yeah, you know yeah. easy guy to play with yeah. um you know uh he was there you know i, I was a bit late because there was a uh, an, uh a football match on at the stadium of light which is just around the corner from oh yes there. it is um, yeah but uh no it was okay cool um yeah, yeah, love, love good stuff i mean i I had another also um, the game that I have thought about. I had a, a, very, a really, really funny game. Um, funny in actually mirthful, not funny in weird dice rolls um, against Stuart from Durham at the Durham Raiders. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. He gets he gets around a lot. I think he goes to just about every club there is. Yeah, um, and he had Iron Warriors yeah. against my loyalist Iron Warriors, and uh, we had an absolute riot of fun. Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. We were just his roles were so bad that it was it became a 
you know, it was just hilarious. It, we, I don't know why it was so funny. We just both had a really good laugh. It was that sort of thing where things go wrong all really badly, and rather than bemoan your luck, you just laugh about it. And um, so we had a really good game. I really sometimes. enjoyed that. Yeah, and that was that was an awful lot of fun actually. That game, I, I really enjoyed that. I came away from that thinking, yeah, that's that's how games should be played. So well, well done, Stuart. I really enjoyed that game, mate, as well. So been some lucky. I've had some really good games this month actually. Um, yeah. Some really sort of high caliber people that I've been playing against, uh, and really really good opponents. So thanks very much, people. Yeah, I need to I need to sort out getting a game. Um, I get another game. I just I don't know when I'm going to fit it in because I've got uh, this month's quite busy. Right, yeah. I haven't got anything planned at the moment. I keep putting things out there, but I think Tuesdays are difficult for people. So I might try and get over to Heaton, which is a local club, or North Shields or South Shields even, um, at some point in this month, depending yeah, on... Yeah, I, I never got over to weekend. South Shields because uh, the wife was ill, so... Right, yeah. Uh, so we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, but uh, Heaton's a good club. They're, they've always got games going on there. They have, yeah. Um, right, so that's what we've been doing. As exciting as that sounds, we're very lucky in the northeast to have all these places we can go to to play. Up, I'm honest. So for next next month, things that we're going that are coming or things that are on the horizon for us anyway. So there is another battle bunker tournament on the 24th of June. Yes, that's uh, right. which we'll go to. Um, I think it's two and a half thousand points this time. Two and a half thousand points. Yeah, it, as I said, it was it was a little bit surprised how quickly we got mm. through those games. I mean, I had told him, you know, two and a half thousand points is basically. Um, I suppose the nearest it's not quite a 1,000 it's maybe I suppose the nearest equivalent I can think of it's 1,250 points gotcha it's it's it's, 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 because heresy is a lot more brutal Um, so yeah putting in some more points um, will sort of save uh, a bit of because there was a little bit of uh, standing around doing nothing waiting for well I mean I know the Knights player basically both of his games didn't last longer than 20 minutes did they I think two of them at least were over and done with within half an hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, you must not like long games, that guy. But no, his, his games were quick. So anyway, so that's on 24th of June. We'll be going to that for another report and hopefully there'll be some more people coming along. Um, so you can get the details on the Battle Bunker website, which we'll put on the Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my best to encourage other people to get, to get along because um, Battle Bunker is a really, really good venue. Um, it, it was a really, really well-run tournament. Uh, is yeah. it twenty pounds again? Yeah? yeah, I think it's twenty pounds again. Yeah, I'm not sure what the prizes are, um, but I mean this prize actually had a fifty-pound Forgewell voucher, which was a no small amount of, uh, for a prize. It's a big deal, I think. Yeah, for for a local uh, for a friend, yeah. you know, your local friendly uh, gaming store. I mean, personally, yeah. I a Forgewell voucher is nice, but I would have rather had a voucher for his store. Right, got you. Because oh, well, it probably would have probably would have cost him less. And yeah. it puts business in his in his uh, in his store. Cause... I guess the only problem with that is that the stuff that we buy doesn't come from Games Workshop; it comes from Forgewell. So I can kind of yeah, see. That, I think Forgewell like, may have helped him out on that. That's, well, that's so. the only issue, isn't it? But you can get paints and you know some of the plastic models and stuff. So it's yeah, not the plastic hard. plastic rhinos. I, that's what I use for yeah. my word bearers. The the Games okay. Workshop stuff because oh, yeah. uh, traitors ca- traitors look really good in the um, the new stuff. Soon enough. So that's on the 24th, so we'll be going to that and we'll report back on that. Um, the next thing, I'm, we're organising a, a, a day event, not a tournament, a proper event with teams and themes and narrative at Battle Bunker on the 20th of August. So if you're in the area, 
um, keep watch this space. Uh, I'll probably have a look at the pack and get everything done uh, the next couple of weeks. We'll go through that. Me and Michael will get the scenarios and stuff uh, organised in our heads and get some stuff written down. And um, we'll be running that one as an uh, Edge of Empires event, but at Battle Bunker. Uh, so it will be one after. The, so basically, that's what we're going to do. Um, should be good. We're not quite sure what the theme's going to take. You got any ideas? Uh, do we want to go back to Angstrom? We were going to go back to Angstrom just yeah, as a I suppose we could rescue pick up mission, which I quite like. Yeah, I quite like the idea of that, of, of a, like a rescue mission, because there's some interesting stuff you can do there, you know, to try and get the guys out that were stranded from the uh, yeah. the fall of that sector. And so it gives it a bit of a narrative impetus, if you like, rather than just random section that nobody really knows anything about. There's a bit of history there. So we're kind of building up the history of the Angstrom section uh, in doing this. So um, that will probably be the theme, uh, which is what we were going to do um, in July, but I think we just didn't get the... Um, Actually, it was going to be in May, wasn't it? We didn't get the people who were um, able to make it. So yeah. I'm hoping moving it to um, uh, Battle Bunker, which is kind of between Durham and Newcastle, doing it on a Sunday. I know people game on a Sunday anyway. Um, hopefully we get some people down um, for a big old uh, event uh, with prizes for each team like we normally do, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think the only thing we might have to look out for is I think I've heard rumours that South Shields are going to do a heresy tournament the week after. Right, okay. So uh, we might have... We should, it, it's probably we should wait and worth see. speaking to them. So that 20th of August date might move. Actually, it's the only date that I can do. Oh, is it? well, it might be, It'll probably stick if it's the only date yeah. you can do. But you know what I mean? If there's another tournament the week after, sounds good to me. Two weekends in a row is, uh, is always yeah, fun. I mean, not everybody can make that. I totally get it. But, you know, if we get 12 people, that's usually about enough. Um, to run an event and um, I think it'll be about £15 for tickets uh, so we'll just see how it goes from there so like I said if you are in the area please come along it'll be awesome to see you and then further further afield we've kind of touched on this will be our trip down south although it's Manchester Stockport area um, it's for, still the south it is technically still the south though people will get very upset when you say that um, I don't care Manchester's in the Midlands Midlands. Midlands is reasonable. Uh, so we'll be going to that in September. We'll try and do some more outside broadcasters. I think with a bit of interviews, I'd like to have a word with Greg and see if any of the Sons of Horrors guys are there as well, just to get um, to get their uh, views on it. Because I, I imagine some will be. But it was just quite interesting. So if there's any sort of themes, I think I'd like to work out, you know, what maybe what people think about eighth or what's going to happen to eighth would be quite an interesting theme to get some other views on yeah. and also you know what what do people get in why do people get into heresy in the first place and that kind of thing so we might have a think about doing that yeah. so um, that's i've been end. asked to give a shout out for another event by a listener uh oh, go on. i've got an email about this um right but it's a little bit outside of our catchment area okay it's in texas well let's go to that well, I can't see that being a problem. I'll just get some tick. I'm sure the Wi-Fi won't mind. Yeah, uh, it is uh, <laughs> Battle for the Infinite Abyss, um, Ooh, Horus Heresy at Texacon 2017. Um, this is being run by the Lone Star Legion, which is a um, ah, awesome. 30k club in Texas. Um, a three-day Horus Heresy narrative. Three-day? Three-day. Three-day? Jesus. Yeah. And the first day is going to be GM-moderated games with small tactical forces, um, nice. Second day is two and a half thousand points, and then the third day is uh, a three thousand point mega battle with more GM small scale. It looks quite interesting, actually. 
that does look interesting. Yeah, so we'll, we'll put a link up on the side. Let's see how that goes, particularly having GM moderated games. Yeah, and um, how that plays out because that's yeah. one thing we harking very uh, much back to Rogue Rogue Trader there. Totally, totally. Because because that, um, that had a GM. It did. It did. You had two players in the GM, didn't you? So yeah, I've, um, I picked up the the reprint of that um, lot when I was down at Warhammer World. And I've been reading through it, and it's just like, oh my god, this is so batty. Did we did we really play this? Yeah, I mean, I I actually remember buying that book when it first came out. At, they used to run a games fair, games workshop one in London. Yeah. Before they had like the big Nottingham stuff, and when it first came out, and it, it was like signed people like Rick Priestley and all the and John Blanche and stuff like that. If I still had it now, I would have put it on eBay by now. But I don't know where I put that. I think my brother's got it somewhere. It's but, a, um, it was it's it's a lo- the reprint is lovely, um, and it doesn't fall uh, apart like my first one did. Mine fell apart. Mine app. This is why I think it's in bits in a shed somewhere because it just fell to bits. Um, so yes, so that is us. I think. Um, if there's anything, like I say, listener, dear listener, um, if there's anything that you want us to cover, uh, let us know. I think next week we might do some Arsic Technica stuff, possibly about deployment, which I think is the most important part of the game currently. So um, we shall, I shall give you my combined wisdom, such as it is, up until the point that it becomes completely irrelevant when 8th comes along. Yeah. So without further ado, I think we're going to call it a day there. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, we'll probably be back on the. I've written down the tenth, but that's not four weeks away, so it'll be the seventeenth. Cool. So we'll we'll probably be trying to record for the seventeenth. This episode is going out a little late because we had some technical difficulties on the recording day. Mm, so I think we're out. Uh, we're out quite. We're out a bit later than we planned to be. Yep. So I think we're essentially moving our schedule forward a week. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, but yeah, we're. Um, Yes, if you if you if you like us, leave us a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Yes, and um, um, yeah, just just keep keep us informed of things you're doing. If there's anything you want to cover, if there's anything you want us to shout out to, particularly events or things, yeah, or just, just tell us to that. shut the hell up. That would do. That'd be fine. Yeah, we're good for that. We we used to that. <laughs> That's what my wife tells me. <laughs> right then. So without further ado. Uh, have a lovely month everybody enjoy your games and be excellent to each other bye